This is Jocko Podcast number 128 with Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink. Good evening, Echo. Good evening. It's been a little bit since we've done Q&A, so we're going to roll into some Q&A and going to try and answer more questions than normal with some shorter answers. Got a lot of Twitter questions, which necessitates shorter questions and thereby, in some cases, shorter answers. I've got a, I've got some more detailed answers or detailed questions stacked up for another Q&A, but sure. for today, we're just going to try and get through some of these. Um, no guarantee on that, but nope. let's rock and roll. Cool. Jocko, do you believe in overtraining? Do you believe in overtraining? Or is that an excuse people use? You have the CT Fletcher's triathletes yourself, etc., who get after it daily. You also find other a- elite athletes who believe in rest days who are by no means slackers. What's your take? You know what? Can you overtrain? Yes, you can. Yeah. You can definitely overtrain. I will say this most people don't overtrain because you got to work pretty hard to overtrain. Yeah. And if you overtrain, you'll know it if you're paying attention to your performance because your performance will start to go down. That That's what's happening. And it, I've said this before. I've seen it with fighters that were preparing for a fight and they'd be overtraining and you'd watch their performance. Someone that's normally crushing, let's say the fighter is normally crushing training partner A. And all of a sudden, training a partner A starts getting the better of the fighter, and you know, you know, it's it's obvious the guy's overtrained. So mm-hmm. take a couple of days off, get some steak, and get get back get get reset because you're overtrained. So yeah, you can overtrain for sure. Yeah. Now, what I don't believe in, well, it's hard to overtrain. I mean, these guys are working hard when they're overtraining, mm-hmm. but. A lot of people just they they do you can use overtraining as an excuse yeah. what I do is I'm gonna do something every day I, I try and do something every day regardless like even if even if I feel like I'm complete like last night I got kind of beat up on the mat mm-hmm. so I know I'm pretty I'm pretty overtrained right now mm-hmm. but I'm also getting ready to go on a trip so I'm like okay well I just gonna still squ- I squatted today and I'm still gonna train hard tonight and then I got a couple days where I'll be on the road I, I might take one of those days and just like do more of a stretch right. mobility type sure. scenario work I'll still get the blood flowing because I got to get the blood flowing but you know maybe just like a hundred burpees and then a bunch of stretching so I'll do a little recovery on the road but yes you can overtrain it's hard to do it if your performance is going down you're overtraining Eat some steak. Take a break. Take a break. Eat some steak. There take you go. Break, eat some. Bro, hundred burpees is kind of a lot. I think so. hundred burpees. Yeah, you know, it's like does less than ten minutes. Put Not it this way, I did. Oh, then again, all the times I did hundred burpees was after workout. Yeah, yeah. So then it feels a little different. Yeah, it's, you yeah, just go do hundred burpees. It's, yeah, the, well, the, okay, so overtraining, though, is like there's two or maybe even more different kinds of quote-unquote overtraining. So there's like there's like a for real, like, I, I don't know, for uh, I'm going to misuse the term, a clinical version of overtraining, which is like official, like your blood, you can recognize it in your blood okay. and like certain things and sure. certain whatever, and there's I'm all sure these symptoms. There, no, it's probably, it's a thing. Yeah, it's yeah. an actual thing. Like you okay. don't sleep and it's like your body essentially goes into this like negative kind of feedback or positive feedback loop where it's like, but it just, you're overtrained and it takes like a while to get out of it. Like a while you got to go through this process. And then there's also like a condition like rhabdo something. Yeah, rhabdo. Remember? 
But that's a serious situation. Yeah, too. that's essentially overtraining. Yes, that's acute yeah. overtraining quickly. Yeah, yeah. To usually to get hit with the rhabdo. Yeah, and then there's like this kind of gray area, and you can get rhabdo. I guess you can. Get, I think. I think you get rhabdo in like certain muscle groups. Oh, for real. But anyways, rhabdo. Yeah. yeah, that'll take you out. I remember Cake Nuts was. We we're we we're rolling. Cake Nuts. He's the kind guy who's like just kind of down for anything. Not just kind of like fire plug type guy because he's super mellow but he's just down for anything like the kind where if you're gonna go do something kind of weird he'll or whatever he'll always kind of sort of just be there you know mm-hmm. he always kind of says yes so anyway we're training and he you know when someone asks you to roll and you're done you're like oh no done maybe next time yeah. you know not cake nuts no he he's was down. like he's like okay does and you could tell he was like tired he's like okay and then we're all done already and then you know how certain guys come in later whatever mm-hmm. maybe one two guys and Another guy asked him to roll, and we're like, dang, Cake Nuts still rolling. And I think he even rolled before us, too. And he was just rolling, rolling. He might have did some other PT or whatever. He and did. he's like, man, <laughs> he's like, man I'm, I'm, I'm pretty tired right now. And then another guy asked him, oh, let's roll. And he's like, okay. And we're just laughing like it was kind Plus of like a, a joke. Plus, he's a white belt. Yeah. Which, the means time. All these, which means all these rolls are not like yeah. relaxed scenarios. They're yeah. actual level nine death battles. Yeah, he's going for it. Yeah. yeah. He's a purple he belt like now, by the way. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the time, I think he was white belt. And yeah, so he goes and he's like, man, I'm tired. I'm, me- I'm messed up. And I was like, yeah, man, I dig it. And you rolled a lot. And tr- and come to find out he had rhabdo. Yeah. But anyway, going and then there's a gray area over training where you're training a lot. Maybe your testosterone will be down from training a lot and may, you know, your nutrition may or may not be all that kind of thing. So your performance does go down. You feel a little bit more tired going into training. You know, if you're lifting or whatever, you can't lift as heavy and all this stuff. That's like a great, you're not overtrained though. You just, how you say, just eat a steak and a day, two days later, boom, you're kind of back in the game, you know, kind of thing. But I don't think that's a clinical, technically overtrained. Maybe you're not recovering day to day as much or something like this, but cool. nonetheless, but all true things, all real things. Hey, your body's this machine, man. If you, you know, with all these different systems, if the systems ain't work, all ain't working right. You may not get, you know, the performance that you, uh, that you want. Next question. What would you pack for lunch? If you had a <laughs> typical nine to five job? Yeah, uh, chicken, steak, beef jerky, nuts, I don't know, a salad. No, no, no big shocker there, Yeah, right? Just don't eat the donuts in the office. Next question. No tuna sandwich. No. no. Tuna sandwich, whole wheat bread, tomato, lettuce, sprouts. That's your go-to? No, that's what my mom would probably pack for okay. me if she was... Packing my lunch. But people back weren't asking what your mom would I pack know, for you for lunch when you were young. Know, that wasn't the quest. I know, man, but it kind of sounds... You know what my mom would have packed for me when I was young? <laughs> yeah. PB and J. All right, yeah. cool. There it is. That's good. Bag of potato chips. Oh, that's not yeah. good. Well, how's PB and J good, but but potato chips are not good? I, I just meant PB&J it. PB and J is the same It tastes good. Thing. Actually, but peanut butter is good. And of course, what I would do is take the potato chips and put them on the... Uh, like Peanut a cycle, yeah, yep, yep, yeah, like a cycle, all good. But yeah, so cool. there you go. You guys know what to eat. Come on, rock and roll. But here, I, I'm sure they're asking because that is kind of a thing. Like you have a nine to five job, right? And especially if kind of the culture is like, okay, I go to work, and then boom, we go, to, we all go to lunch. Me and my boys from work, we yeah. go to lunch, maybe a bar, maybe you know, kind of thing. But they want to break the cycle, so it's like you know, it's not. It's kind of common knowledge. Like, okay, break the cycle. Bring your own lunch. You yeah, you well, know. definitely bring your own lunch. Not only will you eat better, but you also won't spend 
nineteen dollars for lunch. Yeah, you'll spend not. you'll spend like six dollars for lunch, and it'll be better for you. So that's just yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe I should have made that more clear. Don't go out to the little corner store and or whatever the corner restaurant and mm-hmm. spend twenty eight dollars for crappy food that's going to make you fat and lazy. Yeah, just. Pack your own food that costs six dollars. That's going to make you lean, strong, and smarter. Yeah, but and then therein the, comes this question. I th- I think I don't know, but I think so because let's say you've never done that before. <laughs> yeah, sounds crazy. Okay. But here's the well, thing: there we no, go. We how's it. this? So so Greg Chain, right? He yeah. always eats up, and he, I don't think he ever like cooks at home or whatever, right? And me, I'm kind of well, I kind of do both, whatever. But I cook at home. I go my I have my go to little things right at home. So I was, uh, we're talking, and I was explaining to him, oh yeah, <clears throat> oh yeah, I'll just do this when I'm on the program. I'll do this. I'll make this. And he's like, dang, you you actually do that? I huh? like cook and make stuff at home. He's all surprised. Yeah, like it was like yeah. this foreign thing for real. Okay, I'll give you a go to right now. If you want to talk go tos, you said tuna. I have uh, tin chicken. Like I don't even know. What my wife mean? calls it tin chicken. It comes chicken in, a, in can. a can. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't really like fish. Sure. And so I have chicken in a can. Mm-hmm. Open it up, put some mayonnaise in there. You're, you're good. Yeah. Food. Yeah, yeah, I'll and, do that too. And okay. you can get big, big cans of oh, chicken. Yeah. Go to Costco. That, yeah, that's a yeah. Go, total go to. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. A lot of sodium a lot of times in those ones, uh, you know, if you care about those kinds of things. But yeah, there's a lot of chicken in there too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you can do with that too if you have just a little bit more time. The chicken, the the one in the can is sweet is good because it's so fast, uh-huh. uh, boom, 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 yeah. one speed. But if you um, you can like kind of halfway boil some chicken, chop it up, saute it, yeah, right, with some stuff, right, and then chop it up even more. Boom, add the mayonnaise. It's kind of the same deal. And you can do it that way. You don't need like the canned chicken. Some people do not prefer canned chicken, though. That's cool. That's the yeah, thing. They can do other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that's the other <laughs> thing I'm talking about. Anyway, so well, you know, how as did far your mom as, make chicken? Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Is like well, a whole thing. That one. <laughs> anyway, you know how Greg? It was foreign to Greg to actually cook at home. It's foreign for people to actually make a lunch. So they're like, man, where do I start with this thing? What do I do? And then usually, in fact, from what I understand, anyway. Usually it's kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll kind of sort of buy a lunch while I'm not at work, you know, maybe go to the store, buy one of these box lunches or something and then bring it in. But Is it's like, that man, even a thing? It's defeating the purpose. Yeah, it's a thing, but it's a defeating the purpose. You make the lunch like a sandwich or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I'm telling you. Cool. It works. That's the direction you want to go. That's my opinion. Next question. You've mentioned being involved in real estate. Are you still involved? How'd you get started? Whether flipping or renting, flipping meaning buying, fixing up yep. and selling yep. houses or renting or whatever. Did you start with a lot of money or no? Is it something you are or were very hands-on with or contract work out? I've been real lucky with re- the whole real estate thing. Part of it's because I was in the military mm-hmm. and while the crash happened, mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't even barely knew there was an economic crash going on. Okay. And so, so we're talking 2007, 2008 time frame when mm-hmm. the, the market crashed. And I was in the military, so I just was kept doing what I was doing and bought some houses then. And I would say, yeah, and then I've continued to do that. So it's a good, it's a good investment long term. Short term, you can get screwed. 
if you think you're gonna buy something right now like for instance flipping a house mm. that's cool you can make a lot of money but also you could buy right now buy a house for two hundred thousand dollars and think you're gonna fix it up and sell it for three hundred thousand dollars and then you buy it and the market crashes and now your house that you bought for two hundred thousand dollars is only worth 150 mm. so now you're you're out of luck mm. so you the way I look at it you know just as as a normal person yeah just try and buy a house that's number one mm. buy, try and buy a house to live in and then try and pay it off as fast as you can and then when you get it to a good point and you fix it up and you think you can rent it out that's cool dude rent it out and buy another one and mm. keep doing that one thing one I, and I you know I'm no real estate expert I'm not running around but sit, you know t- explaining I'm not gonna put out a what, I'm not gonna put out a seminar on <laughs> yeah, yeah. proper real estate investing but <laughs> hey if you're gonna buy buy a house, this is this is some a little bit of advice. If you're gonna buy a house, buy a house in the place where you want to live, mm. where you want to live in it. Buy the worst, crappiest house, but where you want it, because mm. the location you cannot change. Once you buy it, you're mm. stuck in that location. Yeah. And so, if, so if you can, but you can always rebuild it and fix it up and make it nice. So buy a house. I made that mistake one time. I bought a house. I bought a bigger house. Mm. In a place where I didn't really like it, but I thought, oh, the house is so nice and big. Mm-hmm. And about it was like two weeks after I bought it. This is actually the first house I ever bought. Mm-hmm. Two weeks after I bought it, I was saying, man, I should have bought the other house I was looking at that was in the location I wanted. That mm-hmm. was a little bit smaller and not as nice. So, anyways, mm-hmm. buy it where you want it, and then fix it up as you go along. As far as the work, doing the work, all the work that I did on my houses, I did myself, and. Now I don't do it as much anymore because I don't have time. But when I was in the Navy, well, you either have time or you have money, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when I was in the Navy, I had more time, if you can believe that, when mm-hmm. I was in the Navy, and I had no money. So, like, it, all my houses, when I bought them, I couldn't afford them. I could barely afford them. Oh, oh yeah. So you got to be, that's, now I'm not advising that. Yeah. Because if you, you got to be able to suck it up yeah, yeah. if things go sideways. You're going to be living... On lean. no money, living lean. Live. It's gonna be a lean Christmas. That's what my parents used to say to me, and that's what I said to my kids. It's gonna be a lean Christmas. Mm. So you got to be ready for the lean Christmas. Some people aren't ready for a lean Christmas. Yes. Some people cannot live. Some people cannot control their expenses if things go bad. Mm. And you know, when I bought all my, just about every house I bought, when I got into my house, it was like, okay, we made it. Now we're gonna starve for two years or whatever Mm -hmm. trying to get everything squared away again Mm -hmm. so anyways you got to be smart um but it definitely makes more sense to buy i shouldn't say this because there's some people that argue against it i think if you're going to live somewhere for a while buy a house instead of paying someone else's mortgage pay your own and try and pay it down as quick as you can that's it yeah that's my advice cool agree i guess i don't know only less of an expert in that. Yeah, like like here's an idea when you join the military, uh, save up all your money, don't spend it on booze, which you're going to, you're yeah. going to want to, yeah. cuz everyone's going to be going out. Don't do that. Buy it, buy whatever you can buy. Buy a little condo, buy something and then rent out the rooms that are in it. Mm. And you sleep on the couch and you rent out the rooms and you're paying the mortgage as soon as you get that thing kind of stable, boom, go and buy another one. Yeah. And that's that's how you you can start doing it. You said that it was easier for you in the because mil- you were in the military. Why? Why is it easier? Because my paycheck was coming no matter what. Oh, it yeah. wasn't like I was going to get laid off. I mean, so many people got laid off during the during the uh, economic downturn. Oh, right, right, yeah. They couldn't buy. They couldn't afford their mortgage payments anymore, and that 
that was made the bad situation even worse. Yeah. So it, for me, it was like I was just sitting there collecting my paycheck as normal. Mm. Didn't even really realize that the market was getting destroyed on all fronts. Yeah. Because I was in the military. Yeah. And I wasn't sitting around staring at the at the stock market every day trying to figure out where it was going to go. Right. And do, do you get? I mean, you do, right? You get like benefits or loans easier, or whatever. Yeah. There's something called a VA loan. Yeah. yeah. The, which which is a good loan it's a good loan and you can only get one though so yeah. i mean i use that you can reset it and you use it on other houses but yeah. which i've done a couple times but that's a cool like little jumping off point, point it's right? a really for good a jumping off jumping off point yeah it's a really good jumping off point for sure but I, the thing to be careful of is is speculating and thinking that the prices of houses is always going to go up which is what everyone thought in 2006 2007 2008 hey don't yeah. worry the prices are just going to keep going up yeah they're not they're going to yeah. come down sometimes. Yeah. And so you can't bank on that. Yeah. You can't bank on that. What you bank on is like, okay, I like this house. It's in a good location. I'm going to live here for a long time. If I get stuck in it for a long time, I don't mad, my, mind. I won't be mad. Mm. And I can suffer. Okay. I can make my family suffer. Okay. Like, you know, when you can't take your, your family out for dinner for months on end, mm-hmm. like, oh, no, sorry, we're not going out for dinner. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. We're not buying that. Buying your kids used stuff for Christmas, which I did when I was in the military. Okay, you know, I'd love to get you something new, but guess what? Mm. Sometimes Santa Claus brings some, yeah, some stuff. Some recycled, some stuff. recycled goods. You good. know, some other kids didn't want it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you don't have that in you to suck it up yeah. and and live lean, then you, you you don't. Then you need to make different decisions. Yeah, cause cause a lot of times I know it was it was like this in like oh seven oh six maybe um, where guys like I remember seeing people they like a lot of people were just becoming loan officers. Oh yeah, for sure. Like flipping houses, you know, kind of thing. And it's kind of like, oh, they look at it as like this get rich quick kind of thing. And then they're like, yeah, let me just do it. It's easy, no experience necessary, all this stuff. And then they'll do it all uneducated, yeah. all like with none of what you just said, none of that. And well, I got a buddy that he he was telling me the story because he was in the SEAL teams. And during that market boom, during the housing market boom, he bought like five houses. Yeah. And he he's so funny to hear him because he's a humble guy. And he's telling telling me the story. This 10 years ago he was telling me the story, but he's like, he's like, yeah, when I was doing this, I thought everyone else was so stupid. Yeah. I thought I was just the smartest guy in the world because what he was doing was getting these loans that he couldn't afford. But at that time, the, the, the mortgage people were giving loans to anybody. Yeah. And he did it, and he did it over and over, and so he ended up with five houses. And he said he remembered asking a, another real estate guy, like, "Hey, what if, what if the housing prices go down?" Yeah. And and you know the guy's like, "That's not going to happen." And if it does, even if it did happen, you'd have six months to a year to offload all your properties, and it'd be, it's no problem. Yeah. Within a month of that, the market turned, and he said, thirty days later. Every one of his properties was upside down, meaning he owed more than they were worth in 30 days. 30 days. And he ended up foreclosing on all those houses except for one. He was lucky enough to keep the one that he lived in. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, don't, you know, be measured. It's balanced. Don't just get crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like this get rich. Like the risks I would take was the risk of, okay, if things don't go well, it's going to be a lean Christmas. 
and yeah. I'm okay with that. If you're not okay with a lean Christmas and a lean and not going out for dinner and buying your kids used presents for Christmas, if you're not okay with that, you know what do you want for your birthday? Oh, you want to you want something for your birthday? Cool. We, I'll get you something that resembles that, but it might not be the act. If you're not okay with that, then then don't do it. I never would gamble the fact that okay, if this goes wrong, we won't have anywhere to live. That's mm-hmm. a different. That's a different level gamble. And I didn't gamble that. Yeah. I didn't gamble like okay, if I if the market goes sideways, I'm not going to have a place to live. Mm-hmm. I didn't gamble that. Yeah. If the market goes sideways, hey, it's going to be a lean Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And even you, like by your own admission, you said. I, you know, I do it where I'd live lean kind of thing. Like you don't have to do it that way. Like you can be set way more. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could give yourself, for yourself more padding. Yeah, but no risk, no reward. <laughs> <laughs> but right. don't risk everything. Yeah. Be smart. Be calculated. Gotcha. So yeah, buy something. Buy something when you're young. Hang on to it. Rent it out. Buy something else. Hang on to it. Rent it out. Yeah. That's a good plan. Good plan. It's a good long term plan. Gotcha. Chocolate. Long term plan. Long term, because yes. the market goes up and down. Yeah, that's probably good advice most of the time. Anyway, long term. Yeah, think long term. Right? Think long term. That's what yes. they say. Downtime. Do you ever watch mindless? T- I asked you this question before. Do you ever watch mindless TV or YouTube videos to decompress at the end of the day, or is that laziness justifying? Wasted time. You know, quite frankly, I don't have a lot of free time to, to do that. Yeah. Even if I was all fired up to watch a mindless video on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, I guess not really. Mm. If I'm going to decompress, sometimes, I mean, sometimes my kids will want to watch something and I'll sit there and watch an on episode TV of whatever. Yeah. So they go watch an episode of The Office or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of good, kind of mindless, kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That makes sense. Same, same deal. I think. Probably used to, you know. Of course, I watched my whole life five. Oh, that's a good one. Kind of mindless. I, I guess. I can tell you this. I've watched zero. I w- if if they put it on screen right now, I wouldn't even know what it was. Leif, mm. we we went. We were in the hotel gym the other day. Leif's yeah. like, check it out. Yeah. And he points yeah. the TV. I'm like, what? And he's like, that's Hawaii Five O. <laughs> I didn't even know what he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He took a picture of it. Yeah. He took a picture of it. He said Dude. he felt your presence. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. That would have fired me up. Best workout in the world, right there. Hawaii Five O workout. Mm. Boom. Check. Next question. I'm a high school football coach. When you were in charge of training, at what point did you use mass punishment? Yeah, mass punishment. That's basically when the team's not working together. Gotcha. Right? When the team's not working together, and that can take all kinds of forms, right? But if they're if they're not working together, they're going to get punished together. If they're blaming each other, they're going to get punished together. Mm. If they're not supporting each other, they're going to get punished together. One thing that I think where the gray area is, is if you have an individual that's making mistakes, having problems, not performing correctly, and then the team, whose responsibility is it to get that person up to speed? It's the team's responsibility. Mm. So if that person continually has a problem, it's like, hey, if the team doesn't take care of that problem, then the team has to has to pay. Yeah, Check. yeah, it makes sense, man. Next question. Instilling and maintaining discipline in subjective career fields such as becoming a musician, artist, etc. How do you face the obstacles thrown at you when you're subjected to people's opinions to make a living and not the standard? Do your job type type of lifestyles. This 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 question I'm not sure if I have 
an answer that people are going to want to hear on this one. I think, first of all, I originally thought like, okay, this is about discipline and you need discipline to get good at craft because that's for sure, right? If you want to get good at music or art or whatever, you got to, you got to have the discipline to practice it. But that's not really what the question's about. The question's about how do you survive and how do you deal with it when people are might not like what you make? Yeah. And from my perspective, I, I think you should do things like art and music because you really love doing them and not to make money. And I think, <clears throat> I think if you do those things truthfully from the heart, then it will strike a chord with other people in many, many cases. Because yeah. human beings have whatever. Human nature is all kind of the same. And so if you do something, then people will like it, and then you will end up with people that like your work. Yeah. If, if you're doing art or music or whatever to make money, if that's your goal, well, then it's going to be subjective, and that's going to be problematic because people might might not like what you're doing. And so then what do you do? You change it a little bit. And then you change it a little bit. And you change it a little bit. So I don't know. To me, it's like I would rather have another job that makes me money so I can get by so that I can do what I want artistically, mm. if that makes sense. Uh, I actually had a guy the other day that was like saying, you get up early, but different people that are artistic – they have to have a different path yeah. because they, you know, if someone's gonna gonna make music or they're gonna they're gonna draw or paint or they're gonna write, they need to have freedom. Yeah, I was like, well, I've I'm kind of written some books yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I play music in a band and we make rock and roll. You know what I mean? Yes. I didn't get all crazy with the guy. I wasn't gonna be like, no, I'm an artist too. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, hey man, you know, if you wanna. You do what you want, man. Yeah. I'm not here to help you out. But that's kind of like the, like like doing the podcast. Like, like the podcast isn't like, oh, well, we need to do this so that we can get more people to listen so that we can get more money. It's no, actually, if you don't want to listen to this, don't listen. And we don't, we're beholden to no one. Yeah. No advertiser is going to pull their advertising from us because we don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So sure. we can do what we want. Yeah. And not be worried about what other people think. Yeah. And I think when you do that, here's the, here's the, Here's the, the, where the thread ties back in. I think if you're doing what you want and you're creating what you want from the heart, truthfully, mm -hmm. when it gets out there, people will, people will get into it. Next, Next question. question. How can I introduce my female boss to the extreme ownership way without being offensive? Just sell it as improvement? I've given this answer before. Give the book to her and tell her that you read this book and you really like it and you want to become a better leader and if she could read it and keep you in check if she sees you getting out of line she you'd appreciate it and then just let her read it uh, yeah then let the let the book work it was funny you guys were talking about this at the muster i think late maybe you said it maybe late said it, i don't know but you were like i'll tell you how you don't do it yeah <laughs> throw the book at her and say you need to square yourself away read yeah, this course. book you know of course you don't do that that was funny not good no Next question. Do you experience loneliness while at the top? It's lonely at the top. You ever heard that expression? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's lonely at the top. If so, how did you handle it? You know, actually not really. 
And I guess from me, from my perspective, I look at the top being when I was in leadership position, while I was a platoon commander or yeah. a, a task unit commander or the commander of the the training detachment. Was it lonely at the top? Not really, man. I had friends and people that I hung out with and people that I would trust to talk and have conversations with. And so that wasn't really a factor. And then on top of that, I actually don't really mind being alone. It's not a big deal to me. I don't feel lonely when I'm by myself. I'm, f- I'm fine. Yeah. Somebody asked me the other day, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Yeah. And I was like, mom, probably both. And they're like, no, no, but you have to be one, of course, because. Right, right. They said so. The yeah, task yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I said, uh, I said, well, I don't care. I, I literally don't care. Like, it's it, if I'm in a room with a bunch of people, okay. If I'm in a room with by myself, don't care. Whatever. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. I think the extrovert, if I'm not mistaken, like, like has a need, you know, like he's there, they're like attracted to, you know, other people being there. And yeah. So I guess that's talking. what I said. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Don't care. Yeah. Alone. So, so yeah. I, you know, and I always, like I said, I had friends that, I trusted and weren't weren't like were good enough friends that they weren't gonna be trying to get their own gain out of being my friend. You know, people yeah. that were friends with me before I was in a leadership position, and people that remained friends after. So, yeah, yeah it's not not that big of a deal to me. I'm, you know, luck. I guess I'm lucky because I mean, it must be a thing if everyone says it. Yeah, and I guess maybe in, in like your- I'll tell you what you do you do you work. I'll tell you this. This is you when you when you're at, when you're at the top when you're an owner or you're the leader. There's times where you have to do things by yourself. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And if you have a problem with that, you you're gonna have a problem being in a leadership position because there's things that you have to do as a leader. You have to lead from the front. Right. You have to work harder. You have to do extra. Right. You you should be working harder than everyone else when you're in a leadership position of an organization. Right. No doubt about it. And if you're not working harder, that's not good. And if you're if you're working harder, there's going to be times when you're not with anyone else yeah. and you have to be okay with that. And I'm perfectly okay with that. Don't right. care. Yeah. And that's actually what, when, that's what that expression means. It's lonely at the top. Meaning like you're at the top because you're willing to, in a general way of putting it, behave or be a certain way that other people either can't oh, yeah, or yeah, won't, yeah. right? So yeah. you're not going to be able to relate. Oh, from that perspective, you're definitely lonely at the top. Yeah. There's no one that's going to sit there and do what I'm willing to do uh, yeah. to be there. Yeah, like where are you at? I don't know. Haven't seen you, but I'm up here by myself, and I'm gonna keep getting after it. Right? That's yeah. kind of the way. Yeah, that's how people end up in those positions. Yeah, you don't end up in those positions. You don't get gifted positions. You don't just get end up. The, I shouldn't say never, but I didn't. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, had to grind it out. Yeah, keep grinding it out. I think. Yeah, you know what? Thinking about this question, I think this what you said doesn't surprise me at all. Because as a human being, I think we all kind of maybe sometimes we do sometimes we don't admit that it is good and nice to have like someone there kind of supporting you in this way where 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 you kind of feel like oh your feelings matter kind of thing yeah it sounds super soft but it's like kind of deep down inside where like let's say you, you know how like you know the no the, no listen, <laughs> listen. so uh, you know the idea that like people just don't understand you know that concept okay. people just yeah. don't get it they yeah, don't yeah. understand or whatever yeah. so when you go to the top that feeling is everyone everywhere the people just don't understand this is the difference i don't look at people in the negative light because they don't get it i'm fine with it yeah like i recognize that what i'm 
I recognize that I'm not 100 percent normal. Yeah, and I'm I'm not. Yeah, it's that's not. The point. It's, <laughs> I don't look down. Right. I actually I said this. Where did I just get interviewed? Oh, I got interviewed on a Business Insider by and and. <sighs> He's like, well, do you always keep your discipline? I was like, no. People get out of the SEAL teams and they get fat and they don't care anymore. And it's like, I don't, I don't care about that. I'm stoked. You know, that means they're stoked and eating breakfast in bed and they're hanging out with their kids. It's all yeah. good. I don't, I don't have a negative opinion of them. Just mm-hmm. like I don't have a negative opinion of someone that prioritizes things differently than me. It's fine. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, I that, get it. That that's my point. It's and like I'm okay. You're, you're yeah, different. I'm okay with that. And I'm not looking around going, "Wow, I wish I had more people to hang out with." It's yes. lonely up here. That's exactly what lonely at the top is, though. Yeah, yeah. And there's that, a there was a, when I was in my first SEAL platoon, I, we went to Guam, and we got there. Sure. There was a guy, yeah. and I don't even know who did it. I don't know where this. I don't know who this was, but there was a SEAL that left like a a, a surf ski. You know what that is. It's, like, no. it's basically like a kayak that you sit on top of anyways and there's just a little a little a little note to himself it said the higher the fewer yeah meaning like hey when you because he was training hard yeah. for what I don't know who it was the said the higher the higher the fewer so that's the yeah. same thing yeah I don't have an issue with it yeah, yeah okay makes sense yeah man so like you know when you're in the office working you know that's that what you... I tell kids too because that's a whole bullying thing is people kids kids get the feeling that being alone is bad yeah. Like being alone is not a bad thing. You should be comfortable being alone. Yeah. Yeah. And as a normal human being, it's, I think for the most part, okay, being alone is one thing, but being alone with no choice is another. So like if, if you, you know, you're at the office cause you just grind all day. You're at the top, only at the top, whatever you're in the office, you're working. Everyone else is out at, uh, you know, Thanksgiving whatever mm-hmm. but you're working because you got to work you're at the top you're still the yeah, man yeah, yeah. but you're working you know kind of thing some people not you some people will be like man you know like i'm in this top position but i give up like all these oh, you, you definitely know, give up things you know and yeah exactly right but again you say you're okay with it i get it of course yeah but and if, and if it gets to a point where i'm not okay with it then i adjust the balance there you go okay that's how you deal with yeah. it yeah adjust the but you got to be playing the long-term game. Yeah. Not the short-term gratification. Yeah. Check. Next question. Would you ever consider being in the reboot of The Office? Oh, you mentioned The Office. <laughs> That's why I mentioned it. Ah. I had read the questions earlier, but Dang, so is it kind of in my head. Layers. Do you like Dwight Schrute the best? Schrute, did I say that right? <laughs> Shrut, Shrut. Dwight Shrut, what's wrong with you? Shrut, Shrut Farms. Yeah, uh, The Office is a great show, and my kids are obsessed with The Office for some reason, so I watch The Office sometimes with mm-hmm. them. There's a British version of The Office, <coughs> and I actually prefer the British version of The Office, mm-hmm. I guess because it's just my personality, but the British version of The Office is kind of depressing. Okay. It's funny, but it's kind of depressing because the American one goes over the top, the characters are over the top. They, right. They're an extreme. Yeah. So they're funny. Yeah. You go, oh, that's funny to, for for the boss to have that attitude. It's yeah. a caricature. Yeah, yeah. The British one is toned back just enough that it's more realistic, mm. and it's it's a little bit depressing. Okay. <laughs> and that's what my kid. I, I told my kids, you got to watch the British one. The British one is much better. Mm. And my kids watching, like, I don't want to watch that. It's depressing. <laughs> So, yeah, that's great. And Dwight Schrute is an awesome character. Yes, because it kind of because everyone knows a Dwight Schrute. Who's Dwight Schrute? In uh, the he's office? a character in the office. Which one, though? I mean, I've seen it and stuff. 
but I don't know the names of the guys. He's a guy with glasses. That, okay. Like yeah, does yeah. self defense and yeah, he's yeah, very yeah. Prepared. Super dorky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that's yeah. Dwight. So you would be in it. If they're like reboot of the office, hey Jocko, we want you to be well, I don't Dwight oh. Trude or whoever. I could be yeah. What's the main it. guy's name? Michael, right? The character I mean? Yeah, the boss. Yeah. yeah the Michael. Actually what's funny is when you watch that show, you can see leadership issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're glaring. You, know, you see the glaring leadership issues. Yeah. It's a good little good little lessons learned for leadership in there. Yeah, sure. So who do you be? Who's your choice? Well, hey, Jocko. Oh, oh, I'd have to be one of the people that are in there? Yeah, yeah. This is, well, reboot. That's actually, what would be cool is be a super hardcore version of Dwight Schrute. Like yeah. a legit super hardcore <laughs> version of Dwight Schrute. That'd be pretty funny. Well, isn't the whole co- like comic genius behind the character of Dwight Schrute is that he's so dorky? Like a Napoleon Dynamite type guy, right? Like he's like so dorky, but he's like, you know, yeah, trying to that's be, what, I'd be a super hardcore Dwight Schrute. So you could be, be super hardcore, but it'd be inverse. You'd be... You'd be just dorky. Like you're dorky. You know how Dwight Schrute is trying to sell the, his hardcoreness, but he's just dorky. If you take any character to the extreme, it can be funny. Yeah. So in you your know, case. I, actually, if you if you like when I'm on Twitter, I take my character. Sure. Yeah. You know, when someone says, what's what's a good dessert? Steak. Yeah. Right. I'm just having fun. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you're like that through text message too, by the way, just so everyone Sometimes. knows. So yeah, so your character is hardcore, underlying hardcore. That's like the known thing. When, but then you're trying to be all, I don't know, like smart or something. Like, you know, like a, oh, like a this studious. Is for the, this is for the, the reboot, The man. reboot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. No, no, man. That's how it is. Don't Book mess it. with the classic. No. Huh. All right. Next question. Has seeing kids in hell holes ever made parenting harder for you? Living or not living, kids. Not really. Uh, when I when I was overseas and you'd see kids in horrible situations, it just makes you appreciate the opportunity that you have to provide for your kids and to try and help those kids as much as you can. So I don't think it made parenting harder for me. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It makes you appreciative. Yeah. Of, of the opportunities that we have, for sure. Yeah, I feel like. I know that question where, yeah, when I, if I see like kids in hell holes, it, I, it doesn't make it harder, but it makes it like you're more sensitive, you know, like it, stuff just affects you more with your kids. I don't know. In my experience, that's what happens. Because you kind of can't. You can be that way. Like it messes you up when you see like, like my wife will read like uh, trafficking, like human trafficking articles oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. And you see, whether it be pictures or video, whatever. And. So it kind of leaves a mark in your brain. So I don't know, maybe you're just playing everyday kind of stuff and you see your kid and you're like, dang, you can't help but remember those pictures and do a comparison. Oh, yeah. Mind. And well, that's that'll make you paranoid, too, in a good way. In yeah. A positive way. Yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. be careful with your kids. There's evil people out there. Yeah. For sure. Next question. How do you reduce your boss's anxiety levels? <laughs> do a really good job. You know what I mean? Stay yeah. ahead of the power curve. Do a really good job. Keep them informed. And kick ass. And that's how you relieve your boss's anxiety. Step up. Yeah. That's that's good advice for uh, your wife, too, by the way. Relieving your wife's anxiety levels? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Take lead, right? Not, not lead like, oh, you know, call all the shots necessarily. But, you know, if, if, if you guys are trying to figure out where to go for dinner, boom. Call it. Call it, man. Don't be like, oh, whatever you want. Don't do that. Don't create the leadership void. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. 
check. I learned that from you, by the <laughs> way. Next question. Trying to keep in shape while traveling long term and not use not having gym access as an excuse for letting my standards slip. Best pieces of kit training styles for maintaining conditioning and adding mass while living out of the backpack. Dude, get rings. Yeah. Get rings, get gymnastics. Wood gymnastic rings. Why wood? Because plastic or metal will make you, you get sweaty and slip and you have to bring a ton of chalk. You need a little bit of chalk with wood rings. It's mm-hmm. a little more absorbent. They're the best thing to grab onto. Ugh. So yeah, get wood gymnastic rings. You can carry them anywhere. And then just do a bunch of calisthenics. I mean, come on, man. Just I don't know. Burpees, what? Adding mass. How, how do you, you know, add mass? Kind of sl- oh, you got to get creative. Yeah, you got to get creative. Yeah. But it's, you know, instead of doing squats, you know, air squats, do jump squats. So you're doing something dynamic. Do, do plyometrics. Yeah, do one-legged pistols. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, I got to do that right now. Like I can't, you can't lift. drill the hole in my. This is called the ulna bone. Mm-hmm. So they drill the hole and they attach the tendon not in the hole. They go, they push the tendon through the hole. They put an anchor at the end oh, of that's it. Cool. Boom. Anyway, a lot of swelling in the forearm. You can't grab nothing. You can't grab anything and have weight, mm-hmm. you know. So calisthenics, you got to kind of make your posi- your wrist in a position, in a, like a comfortable position, and you can do calisthenics. Anyway point there is I'm in that boat where lifting weights is not an option at this very moment for me. So you got to kind of get creative. So like a push up, you can make the push ups harder if you put your feet up and the higher you put your feet, you know, the mm-hmm. harder it becomes. Or you do like a one arm push up situation mm-hmm. and then you can do like a decline, like, um, you know, you, you go on a counter first, right? Okay. How many of these one arm push ups? You can do more than 20. Okay. Maybe you go for like a chair or something like this, something, something, uh, Shorter. Boom, you can do more than 20 of those. Okay, now I can go to the ground. See what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then you can go raise your feet up as, as time goes on. Boom, there you go. Good for, and actually body weight through space is the best way to build size um, in your muscles there. As far as like exercises go. It's good information. It is. Better than deadlifting and squatting. Well, okay, so that deadlifting, squatting, that's going to be, um, it's going to depend on the weight, but Think about this. Deadlifting and squatting is moving your body through space. So so do an air squat. You're moving your body through space as opposed to- No, I meant squatting with weight. Right. I'm talking back squat. Right, right, right. Front squat. Yeah. (laughs) Getting fucking heavy with fucking squats. Yeah. But again, like I said, moving your body through space- is the are the best exercises for mass? What is what is not moving your body through space? Like okay, a squat compared to a leg press. So if you oh, go yeah, leg yeah, press, yeah. Well, I haven't even those aren't even in my those aren't even in my mind. I know, bro, but this guy asking the question, oh, okay. it might be. So I'm trying to help him out. I don't want to help you out. You got the whole exercise thing figured out. I get it. You know, you're an expert in your boring workouts. We'll talk about that later. Nonetheless, so that- body weights or body. Moving your body through space is the best exercise. The problem is, or tends to be, that your body has a fixed amount of weight, more or less. So you can't adjust the weight. And usually you can move your body through space a bunch of times. If you do air squats, you can do a bunch of air squats. So it doesn't provide the quote-unquote tension that you need to build mass. That's why you go one at a time, create more tension on your muscles, while still moving your body through space, which could wind up to be a better exercise for you. 
That's what I'm saying. That's good advice. Okay, man. Whatever, Brad. Don't act like it's crazy that I'm saying this no, stuff. That's the question. I, you really that's the threw question me for a loop about. with this whole moving your body through space thing. Yeah, that's additional just information. Very yeah, valuable. I just have no idea what that. I I kind of get it now. Yeah, but good. you were See, saying it as if it was some unknown. It is unknown. Moving you, your body through space. Yeah. Okay. So you know what a hammer strength machine yes. is? Okay. So it's all you know. It's like a. It's like a. I don't know. Like a lever kind of thing. Yeah. Technically, it's like, you know, you put some plates on it. You push it. There's no pulley or nothing. Yeah. But you know, you're whatever. not moving your body through space. You know, I'm moving your body through space. So I'm 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 kind of creating the spectrum here. So can just consider that. Then it's kind of far down. There's other movement or things that are further down the spectrum. But that's fixed movement. There's no balance required. There's no whatever. It's just like you're just pushing weight. It's ice. Isolation movement. Isolated, right? yeah, plane. The plane is isolated, all this stuff. The plane of movement. Cool. Right? So that will have less neuromuscular activity when you push it, even if you're pushing heavy weights, than something like graduate to like a barbell bench press, right? For example. But even that, even though you do have to balance, so that's a big step up. But even that, you don't have to balance in certain planes. Certain planes of movement, you don't have to balance. Like the, what do you call this one? Lateral whatever the lateral movement in a barbell bench press which is the bar you don't have to balance it's fixed but front and back or forward and forward and oh. back whatever you do have to balance so you know still good now go to dumbbells now you have 360 degree plane of mo movement that you have to balance more neuromuscular activity so dumbbells are better than barbells in that way neuromuscular activity and you can adjust the weight. So you can do things where you can only do three reps. You can do things you can do 20 reps if you want. So, boom, great exercise. Can't really do it in a hotel room, but just saying, generally speaking, good exercise. But now you go, the tip top, the best exercise for neuromuscular activity would be push-ups. Because same thing, you're moving your body through space. You're not balancing weight. What you're about balancing your rings. Oh, boom. Even okay. Better. Even better. Now you're going like creative, which is good. That's like beyond the spectrum, which is good. Totally good. But so, yeah, keep these things in mind, I think, yes. when you when you do a thing. So if you can add or when you do a workout. So when you if you can add weight, that's the challenge. If you can add weight to these moving your body through space exercises, that's when you're going to get well, good exercise. Well, I, I think now I'm just going to take this one step further. Do it. Because you don't necessarily have to add weight. As you stated earlier, yes. you can adjust how you're moving your body through space. Exactly right. And then you can get the you can get additional and I'll tell you what really makes this obvious is if you do any gymnastics training mm -hmm. if you do a, a pull-up that's hard mm -hmm. if you do a tuck pull-up where your knees are pulled up mm -hmm. that's even harder if you do a L sit pull-up where your knees are up but your feet are pointed straight forward that's even harder each one of those things is a little bit harder yeah. same thing with a dip, like just a, a regular dip. If you let your feet hang, it's easier. Mm. If you bring it up to a tuck, mm -hmm. it's a little harder. If you bring it up to an L, it's even harder. So you can keep doing these things. Yeah. And there's squats that you can do. I mean, just doing pistols mm -hmm. alone, that's a lot harder. Some people can't even do pistols. Yeah. And so you might have to do an assisted pistol to start off. Yeah. So yeah, you can make it happen. Pistols kind of hard, man. Especially if you've never done them before. Pistols hard because the balance. Yeah, there's Front, a balance. Back and side to side balance. Yeah. It's hard. Three hundred and sixty degree plane of balancing. That's what this whole thing's about. Moving yes. your body through space. Yes. Is that what it is? Yep. <laughs> Moving your body through space. That's, That's where'd you called? read that? Uh, old school uh, Bulgarian phil oh. philosophy 
workout program called this is the old school never deviated mm-hmm. from it much the core really good too by the way um it's called oh, what is it called I remember Serious that growth is what it's called. <laughs> Weird, right? Like that's such a lame name. But man, I was in high school, and I was like, all right, you know, you read all these things, right? And you know, in the back of the, uh, you know, Muscle Magazine yeah, or whatever, yeah. and the little article. I that, remember all the Bulgarian. It yeah. was kind of like uh, that was a big thing. No the, the Bulgarian. Well, yeah, because the Bulgarians were doing really good at weightlifting. Yeah, at the I'm time. quiet. No one knew. It mm. was weird. And these guys were like, yeah, five weeks or four weeks, my bench went up to this. And, you know, when you're in high school, bench, heck yeah, I'll get that or whatever. So you get the program, it's this book. It's just called Serious Growth. And it explains everything really in detail, too. I was like, dang, this is pretty good. Real plain English, too. Not all this journal science or whatever. And maybe there's so. And they were doing keto, too, by the way. Yeah. That's where I learned about keto. Yeah. This is 90. That's crazy. It's been around for a long time. Well, the Atkins book came out in the 60s or 70s. Yeah, that's way different, though. It's not not way different. Yeah, yeah. It's It's different. It's It's not way different. Yeah. This this guy. That stuff's been around for a long time. Yeah. Dr. Mario or Mauro de Pasquale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who was the keto guy. And again, back in 94. He's still around. Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah. So, we did this thing. We get this book. And it's like laying it out. And, you know, I'm down. I'm 15, 16 years old. I'm down to lift down five to days jacked. a week. Let's do this. <laughs> and, bro, we did it. And you eat good. Not like crazy. I didn't do the keto. Never did. Um, but, you know, they have it as an option. And so we did it or whatever. And we it was weird since bro, I gained like 20 pounds. And I just we just kept doing it. So, you know, you play football. You can't yeah. really gain There's that There's also this weight. whole thing that you're 15. And your body's just filled with testosterone. Yeah, you're gaining, you, you were going to gain 16 pounds anyways. Bro, I'm maybe telling 13 you, pounds. I'll tell you this right now. I was talking to Jody Minnick about this briefly too. I'll tell you this right now. If even at 40, you go on this thing, it depends on oh, how you're trained. Definitely, no bro, doubt. Go on this, this type of work. And I'm not even like selling this workout or nothing like that. I'm saying this. Will, people will think, and think, you know what though? Okay, people will think you're on steroids if you do this workout for like six weeks. That's it, six weeks. They'll think you're on steroids straight up. Like my whole life, when I'd like go on a on a like a six week thing, they're all oh, he's on steroids. Obviously, he's on steroids. There's no steroids. You don't even have to take supplements. That's a weird thing. But here, let me say this though. Now that I'm thinking of it as or about it when I'm a grown adult, most programs, if you actually do the whole program. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it, it works it works exactly. really good that's yeah. the thing people just don't do the workout yeah. it's like oh what do you need to do lift heavy weights a lot eat good eat and rest good, good. Yeah. rest good yeah it's like yeah you'll get yeah. gains and let's and let's face it it's not as e- like if someone says oh yeah it's easy here's the thing it's not easy this is why it's not easy it's not just the workout that's why you have to do the workout then you have to eat enough of the right things too by the way and then you have to rest enough that's basically you have to change your whole life. So if you're like, hey, it's easy, just change your whole life. It's not easy. No. So and not that I'm not saying that that's a good excuse or anything, but I'm just saying it's not quote unquote easy. But yeah, there it is. Boom. Check. Do work, uh, diet, exercise, eat good, work out good, and rest good. You'd be good. Hotel or gym. Easy whatever. as that. Actually, here's what you can do. Here's what I do when I go to the muster or wherever. If, I, if I'm there for like a week, like the last muster. All like go on Google Maps and find like all the gyms and be like, all right, I'm going to get that's kind of the commitment. Obviously, you know, that's an interest. That's your commitment. Like you want to stay in shape, add mass, as you say, conditioning, adding mass, whatever. Look for the gym near your house. Commit to pay that gym fee. It's like, what, 10 bucks or something like that. 
and boom, that's the commitment, right? Do yes. that. That's what I do. Same thing with jujitsu, by the way. Next question: Forgive or wait to settle the score? <laughs> uh, you know what? This is kind of a question that. Okay, so forgive if you can forgive people. Forgive them. <coughs> that's cool. Yeah. Now here's the thing. You got that little thing eating in the back of your mind because you want to settle the score. I know I do. So you really I, don't I'd, forgive. I'd, I'd love, it, I'd love to it. tell you like, hey, just forgive and forget, right? But but it's hard to do that sometimes, especially yeah. if well, certain situations merit you know a little bit. It's hard to make that happen. A little something. A little something extra special. But this is what's interesting: forgiving someone is actually a form of settling the score. Hmm. If you can think about this, mm-hmm. so for me, the best revenge you can take on someone is success right mm. is ignoring them and the best revenge is not even letting them know that you even think about them anymore yeah that's the best revenge in my mind so you forgive them and you just move on yeah. i think that's the best thing to do forgive them move on and go kick ass in the world yeah. and the little part of your brain that really wants to take revenge you'll be taking the best possible revenge you can You'll be doing it in the best possible way, and it'll be the best for you as a human being. Yeah. So, that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah, I forgive you. And then you go kick ass. Yeah. Forgiving someone for real, like for real, for real, forgiving them is really hard. Even if you do take the high road behavior-wise, on the inside, it's like you kind of don't. There's this guy in high school. No, actually, it wasn't even high school. It was you're still high holding school. high school grudges? No. Uh, well, I, yeah, I guess technically, yeah. <clears throat> it's still there. Like if there was a, like if he were to see, I don't know, something good that I did like now and be like, oh man, he's doing good. That would give me satisfaction right mm. now. Yeah, so yeah, so technically, yeah, it's still there. Got a little something in you. But um, if it's to forgive someone fully to be to to a point where oh yeah if you saw that I was doing great now or something like that um and that wouldn't move me either way to get to that point is super hard so i think just like how you said like the behavior that yeah. you want to kind of you want to enact, enact yeah. yeah is um is yeah don't let it bother you and here's the thing well with don't not letting it not not letting it bother you don't let it affect you at all like no mm-hmm. factor like mm-hmm. you, almost like you didn't even notice kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. okay so that's hard to oh, do sorry, but I didn't if see you were there yes bro, if you can do that that's the if best you can thing pull that off bro that's the worst for the other that's person that's what i'm saying so like you ever you ever had like uh <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe exactly different, what i'm saying but bro i'll get this where like did i say you know you think to yourself dang did i say something to piss that guy off whoever it is whatever i don't know somebody or that girl or whatever um, shoot did I say something are they offended or whatever and you just don't quite know but it's not big enough to bring up so you can't bring it up and get that satisfaction of knowing you know but if they don't just don't say anything let's say they were offended let's say they don't even like you but they just don't don't like talk to you rather than if they ignore you or don't acknowledge that you said something or something like that that's way that bothers you way more than them like cussing you out or something or yelling at you or like yeah, I'm sure. super mad at you and it, them telling you they're mad at you is way more like satisfying yeah than them not if you just ghost them forgive them and move on yeah but if you ghost them you can't overly ghost like you can't yeah, yeah, overly you ignore have to them. just be like hey yeah like literally oh, yeah, hey, like normal doing? yeah yeah all good oh yeah it's good to see you I haven't yeah. seen you in a while that's why hope if everything's so, going good for you if so, <laughs> 
<laughs> that's why if you're mad at someone and they text you like, hey, you know, oh, and if you give them like one word answers or you don't text them back, that messes with them way worse than you saying, yes, I'm mad at you and you hurt me and you piss me off Look or whatever. playing all these games over there. No, bro. I learned it from you, bro. <laughs> Check. Nonetheless. Good advice right there. Good advice. Next question. When you, you've you crushed your daily to-do list, do you then take the time to relax or do you attack the next day's list? Is that against prioritize and execute since the mission is done for the day? You know, just do more. Just keep going. <laughs> Even if it's on the next just, day. Just keep going. Do more. If you have extra time, do whatever you can do to stay ahead. And I do that pretty much until I'm brain dead. And I, I, wor- I can definitely work okay. myself into a, until I'm brain dead. Like I can get to a point where I'm reading or I'm writing and it's just, it's just, a, it's just done. I'm done. Mm. And so I just have to stop and take a break and then I'll go do something mindless for a while. Mm. You know? So, you know, if you, if you got stuff to do, keep hammering until you can't hammer anymore and then say, oh, okay, you know what? I need a little breather. And then mm. take a little breather and then get back to it. Right now, I could work 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. Yeah. Seven days a week. 365 days a year and and I wouldn't be able to get done the things I'm trying to get done So okay. it's not like I'm sitting there going. Oh cool. I got a break. No. Yeah, all I, I can see save is, that all I've got is more stuff to do Gotcha. I got things to do so Not a bunch of uh, what does he call it breaks and it's relaxing. That's not a, not a lot of that happening right now mm. Now you go surfing is that a break kind of it's like a big break. Well, it's kind it's of fun. part of the process It's like if you're doing five sets of ten on the bench what are you going to do? One set of 50? No, you do five sets of 10. So first yeah. set of 10, what do you do? You got to rest, you got to recover. That's what surfing is. That's the, It's the rest between sets. That's all that is. That's right. There you go. It's part of the process. Check. But what would you, would you recommend for someone who's like a normal person? Do what you can. Knock it out. Just build up extra free time. If you need a break, take a break. Yeah. Gotcha. So That's keep, pretty crazy, right? <laughs> No, sure. what I'm saying is you like, do break. what you can. If you need a break, take a break. If you need a little relaxation, take some relaxation. Yeah. Don't waste your time though. See, people people do relaxing, but they do it. They don't even do it good. They don't even feel relaxed when they get done. It's not productive relaxing. Yeah, they they just what they did is they did something stupid for an hour. They watched YouTube videos for an hour. Yeah. Did, did that help you? No. Go outside. Go for a run. Do some burpees. Go surfing. Go do some mm. jujitsu. Uh, play with your kids. Whatever. Do something that actually has some value yeah the real value oh uh, but so what about you know pahana and we're going to uh the bar yeah that's not great but sometimes but don't you get know, too hammered because you're hung over the next day you can't yeah. accomplish you know you can't function as good boom can't uh, your output your productivity goes down yeah. next day you better tell everyone what pahana means because not everyone knows like oh pahana i guess technically it means Done with yeah, what you're yeah. doing. Pao means here. done. Hana yeah. means like do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Pao Hana, pa, finish with what you're doing. Tip, yeah. It's referred to when you're finished with work. Yeah, that's the way I always used it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you finish work, Pao Hana, go, yeah, go yeah. you know, whatever. It's like Miller time, you know. Yeah, kind of, for sure. Kind of the same thing, a little bit. Next question. Would you recommend jujitsu for a 55 year old female with no former martial arts background? Is the risk for injury too high? Yeah, answered this one a bunch of times. Hey, yes, you should do jujitsu. Pick good training partners. Get your ego out of the picture and go very slow and learn the techniques and you'll get something out of it. Yeah. Watch out for sparring, rolling, live. You need to be really careful 
and you need to really select good training partners that are very much more experienced than you are. Don't roll with white belts if you're a 55. Don't even roll with blue belts if you can help it as a 55-year-old, unless they're small and smart. Yeah. Just be careful. But yeah, it's a great train. It's a great thing. What about, because um, I actually got asked this online, and I was actually through DMs, like going through mm-hmm. it was a girl. Her last name is Taylor, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I forgot her first name. Anyway, she's a black belt, and she, uh, you know, when it comes to girls rolling, just even just regular girls or whatever, let's face it, I mean, in training, they do have a bigger kind of kind of obstacle in that way where they're at, they are at a higher risk of injury more times because everyone, if if they're rolling with the guys, I mean, everyone, chances are everyone's bigger than them. And they might be going hard and they, you know, some guys, especially early on, they don't realize that, dang, they're putting a lot of strength and, you know, all this stuff into these moves and yeah. make it a little bit more like, dangerous. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not going hard. Yeah, they don't even realize it. <laughs> They're exactly completely right. exhausted. Yeah, I am, I am relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where where they do have this obstacle, even 55 year old uh, lady or even just an older person in general, um, they do have that added obstacle. Where yeah, you do have to kind of. So what's get, the question? Yeah. The question is like, what do those people do? Yeah, same deal. Yeah, no, they they, they have to be more extremely cautious. They have to take more caution because oh, okay. you're 100 percent right. What you're saying is right. You do. And what, it's what I just said. You don't want to go with a psycho white belt. You don't even want to go with any white belt, right? Because yeah. they're, they're they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So go with someone that's a purple belt, someone that's relaxed. They're the, a 55 year old woman is going to be on a different uh, pace down yeah. the path. Going to be on the path, on but the path, she's at yeah. a different pace. Yeah, yeah. And and the stress is to. I would focus on the the learning of the technique a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd spend a lot more time drilling and learning the technique, and then occasionally with your black belt instructor, with your brown belt instructor, with some of the high level purple belt smart people. You do a nice little roll with them. You have some fun. You see what works, what doesn't work. You learn a little bit more. Take that path. Take yeah. that pace down the path. Right, right. Don't go in there with a big ego, and you know what happens every time. Like, if you introduce jujitsu to people, they think that they have the solution to something that you teach. Right, right, right. And it's like, no, you don't actually have the solution. You are don't know anything. So just, sure. just don't do that. Yeah. I was at the muster, and you know we teach jujitsu for the first time to a bunch of people, and we were teaching the umpa, right? The the umpa escape, the sure. umpa escape where you roll the person over from the mount. And this one guy, you know, he's like, I'm teaching a bunch of people, and this one guy's like, I, look, this doesn't work, and he's got his weight all the way on the other side, and he's right, got his right. leg up. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, there's another move, you just do this, pop up, and now you're in the guard. And, but like in his mind, like, jujitsu just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work. I don't know what this crap is that Jocko's all into, but obviously it doesn't work. <laughs> It's like no, actually, it works. So yeah. you, you don't you don't uncover the magic of jujitsu in one moment. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? I do remember the question. So you know, like fifty five year old women uh, roll with you know high level people, people that you trust, people who, who have like right. a lot of control over right, the right. over the situation. What about like let's say I I you know I'm a fifty five year old woman. I have a twin sister. She's fifty five. We're in the same shape, kind of thing. Just normal people. Oh, yeah, and yeah. can we roll? You better. Be careful. You better calm down. You better not get competitive. You better relax. Yeah. Now, one thing that's good is, I would say yes, actually. 
Yeah, I would that's say yes. What I was thinking. You know why? Because you're a, around equivalent strength. You're around equivalent knowledge. You still got to be careful. Yeah, I would <laughs> prefer you go a couple six months before before you jump in and do a death match with your twin sister at age fifty five. Yeah, I, yeah. I know you. You've been competing you against each other. Yeah. <laughs> so just just try and relax. You know, I used to say Jade trying to kill you. Be like, dude, come on. When Jade used to train. No, sorry. Uh, well, oh, yeah, yeah, he tried. Sure. He could try. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. He tried. It's funny that Jade, it, even from birth, Jade was a little bit bigger than me. Not anymore. No, no, no. And I think it's literally a direct result of it, of always oh, being a little bit you, strong. You had the Napoleon complex. Yeah. Like, like a little oh, you know small mini micro. A little bit bigger than this dude. And you know when that happened? He was bigger than me through high school. Oh, through, really? Through, uh, even through college. He was Dang. bigger than me until... We were done kind of with college, and I was like, I'm just going to lift. And I ballooned up to like almost 250. Dang. Yeah, 250. And Dang. then he was like. Oh. Were you athletic when you were 250? Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. Not Why as would you fast. not go back up there again? I wasn't as athletic. Oh, okay. oh as a, you know, you know, a grown adult. It doesn't make sense for me. I'm not tall. I don't know. This is my opinion. And plus in Hawaii. Were you lean 250? Not as lean as I am now. No, I wouldn't call myself lean or like <laughs> cut, but I wasn't fat though. That's the thing. Jack. I even have this old picture of me and my friend Scotty Lewis. He's a cop now, by the way. He, uh, we were like, because he would lift it. He was yeah, my yeah. lifting partner. Jack and Steve. Oh, yeah, big time. And, um, and we were like, this is when I was like 245. He was like maybe 230 or something like that. And yeah, I was big, but I was like, that was like surprisingly defined though. I got up that to 250 big. one time. Oh, that's huge. And then I went and ran a four mile run. Yeah. And I and I did not feel good. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Yes. I mean, well, I was pumped to be two fifty just because, you know, you're two fifty. But and I did a four mile run and I was like, Good God, this is horrible. Yeah. I can't do my job and as that's well the as answer. I should be able to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the answer why you don't want to be two fifty. And even be like that's a huge amount of weight, even health wise, especially as you get older or whatever, like to be just rolling around two fifty, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and if you can't do a four-mile run, if you can't do – I probably, thinking back, like even a one-mile run would have been kind of kind of more difficult than <laughs> I would have liked at 250, at that's 245, not whatever. That's not a good sign. Yeah, nonetheless, that's uh, that's how it went. Uh, so, yeah, the point there being uh, I got bigger than, than Jade, boom, and with that little micro-Napoleon complex, it – like I was more like aggressive or am even still not, like more like – I'll take up more aggressive. Sh- like I started jujitsu. He didn't even consider jujitsu. I started jujitsu. Echo way Charles, the years. aggressive one. The more, aggressor. more aggressive. More aggressive. That's funny because I don't think of it that way. You think Jade? I more think aggressive? Jade's more aggressive. Maybe like to get in like a debate or something. Oh, yeah, he's definitely aggressive. Yeah, hundred percent. But, uh, but to, yeah, physical activity. I probably started jujitsu. I was like before Jade started. I was a, I was like well into purple belt yeah, before that's... Jade even started. And that's a Check. big gap. So yeah, Jake can try to kill me. He will not kill me. He just simply won't. It's almost impossible. It's pretty much impossible. <laughs> Technically impossible. It's, there's a more. Uh, so if you go percentage, right? Chance yeah. of him ever beating me. The percent of the percent chance of him beating me is closer to zero than it is one percent. True. That's how it is right now. Unless he went on the complete war path. Oh, well, what do you mean? If he trained just tra- and got training more training all the time? Than me? Well, yeah, that goes for everybody. Yeah. Currently, that's how it is. Oh, yeah. So, he's zero off percent. He's bit. off the path. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He can get on the path. Still, zero percent chance. Next question. I'd like to hear your thoughts on people entering the military in their 30s. I'm sure you saw it. 
How'd they fare? Entering the military at an older age is fine. You got maturity, you got experience, you got intelligence. And so that's good. You're going to bring a lot to the table. However, you also have maturity, experience, and intelligence. So the only downfall of it is you got to do some dumb stuff when you're in the military. And, and, mm. and if you're older and you see how dumb some of the stuff that you're doing is, you, it's going to be harder for you to do it. You're going to have a little bit of a negative attitude. On, if you allow yourself, it'd be easy to, I should say that, if you allow yourself, it'd be easy to develop a negative attitude about that stuff. Mm. I joined when I was 18 years old. I didn't care. You want me to do whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. I didn't see the stupidity in a lot of the stuff. And so I think that's the only drawback is you'll just be looking at some of the stuff that you do in the military thinking, oh, I, this is a much more efficient way to do this. And if you let uh. that get to you, it's gonna be problematic. <laughs> so go in there with an open mind, do the crap, the the tedious and kind of mindless stuff that you gotta do and push through that and then you'll get to a position of leadership and you can do your best to mitigate that and take care of other soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines while you're out there serving the country. So yeah, it's awesome. It's great. You'll you'll be a big benefit. Mm. Do you think that that even that um how you're saying like okay, you'll you'll you kind of look at things in more of an adult way kind of thing where it's like oh, there's a more efficient way to do something. Do you think that that mindset would kind of keep you from uh, you know, being more cohesive too with other if people? If you allow it to, it definitely will. If you if you that's why I said you have to allow if you just go look, this is this is the way it is right now. I'm a I'm a yeah. E1 in the military. They're telling me to do this thing. It doesn't make any sense right now. Mm. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and move forward. Mm. If you say, oh, this is stupid, and you spread the negativity to the other guys right. and go, why are we doing this? It's, yeah, it's going to be problematic. Mm. So go in there, have a good attitude. You can promote really quickly if you're squared away like that. You know, So mm. you got a good opportunity ahead of you. I think yeah. it's. I think it's totally good to go. What about even like socially? You know, like kind of like, yeah, oh, you're gonna be if with you a bunch see of kids. Them, think about it. You're yeah, 30. Immature. These kids are 18. You've been out in the world. You've had a job. You probably have a house. You might have kids. These kids are. I, I was out of high school. Like you know what I mean. It's yeah. you're not there yet. You're, yeah. and you think about what you know when you're that age, compared to what when you're th- when you're thirty. Yeah. You know my big thing is I tell my kids all the time. You know, or like my oldest daughter who's in college and whatnot. Sure. And I'm always like, when I was your age, I was in my first SEAL platoon. You know, like. You just can't yeah. even compete with what I was doing with uh, the responsibility uh, that I had when I was 18 years old. You know, yeah. all that stuff. Sure. Um, but but the truth is, when you're 18, you're not as mature as you are when you're 30. So, yeah, yeah, there'll be a social disconnect. Like, I went to college when I was, I think I was 28 or 29 or 30. And yeah. so, yeah, I was around kids that were 18, 19 years old. Yeah. And I, I realized very quickly that, you know, you'd meet some mature kids, but a lot of kids were just, they were just young, you yeah. know? I mean, there's not a big difference between 18 and 15 <laughs> for some people, you know? right? Yeah, it's true. Think, you think about what you were doing when you were 15 years old, 16 years old. Like, I joined the military, so luckily I had some kind of structure imposed upon me. Yeah. But you think about the kind of stuff that you can do when you're 18 years old. People do dumb, dumb, dumb stuff. Yeah. You, you, you look back and you, you're happy that you made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. Because you do dumb, dumb stuff. Yeah, you know we were talking about wasting your time on YouTube videos. Go waste your time on YouTube. Like, just put in, like, you know, teenagers doing dumb stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll you'll say, "Wow!" And and fifty yeah. percent of the stuff that you see, you'll recognize. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yep. So yeah, don't do dumb stuff. 
and yeah, and as a 30 year old in the military you can help give some of that guidance to people so i think it's cool go yeah. for it man and kind of vice versa right because like if you're the 18 year old 19 year old guy there's like you know 100 however many other 18 19 year old guys you, you guys are all cruising then here comes this 30 year old yep. you know all level-headed bro i can't relate to this guy this guy's kind of weird the, the other thing is when you're 18 you don't even know how much those 30 year olds know bro, you, you just think you that they're you actually think you know more than them. Yes. you're looking at them like they're yeah. idiots Kinda like, like yeah. why would you not you know swing off this rope yeah. and see if you can get through the window on the third floor yeah, why would yeah. you not Scared do that old man, yeah, exactly yeah. so that's something I would be I would brace yourself for that too. remember the perspective of an 18 year old and they're not looking at you going gosh I'd really like to learn a lot from yeah, this yeah. <laughs> they're looking at you like I can't believe you joined the military what's wrong with you yeah old man yeah old man there is there were guys who actually they came from the military and still eligible Right for for football in college, mm-hmm. and uh, one guy was twenty six, one guy was twenty seven, and th- let's think, let's face it, twenty six, twenty seven. That's young. That's y- you're physically yeah. like you're solid still. And we looked at them like, man, these are like these are old school guys. Yeah. These are like old. Better be careful of, with them on practice. Yeah, you don't like hurt them. <laughs> literally, it was like I felt like that for one of the guys anyway. And then you go to class right, and you get these people who you know they they don't go to college right after high school. They go you know later on when, in my opinion, when most of us should go mm-hmm. when you know why you're going. And so this one lady was in my class. She was maybe thirty five. I don't oh, know, yeah. maybe thirty six, whatever. Did and she look at you with disgust all day long? No, she didn't look at me at all. Oh wow, she freaking like she on her own program. Yeah, yeah, like I was no factor in her life. Yeah, good for, for what her. she was doing. Yeah, Legit. literally the correct way to do it. She sat up front like yep. a weirdo, oh, yeah. you know, and she's, she's asking questions. Pro- protocol. Literally, yep. and that's really the way to go when you think yeah, about it. Sure. You don't even have to think about it. That's the way to go. But nonetheless, she's like this, but she's obviously 30-something years old, and it just didn't compute to me. You know, like I was like, why you is just this? just didn't get it. That's, didn't that's get the it. Exactly. most important thing. Well, not the most, but that's a really key part of this conversation is when you're eight. Imagine as a 30-year-old, when you're looking at that 18-year-old, they don't okay. see... Yep. They don't understand anything. No, sir, they don't. <laughs> so, check. No, sir, we don't. When check. we're 18. Next question. You've said everyone will know if you're the one taking ownership and leading the team in spite of having a poor leader or someone who does everything for their own glory. But what do you do if your boss's boss doesn't make the connection between your work and the team's success? Good. <laughs> good. You know what I do? Keep working hard. That's awesome. Make Keep making your boss look good. Uh, I recommend that you put your ego in check because if you want to get that credit for, for what for what's happening, you're looking for that glory, and they're, they're, the boss is doing it for glory. Well, guess what? That's making you mad because you want some of that glory. Yeah. You know what? It'll come. The two things about this are, number one, let them have it. Make them look great. You're worried that the boss's boss doesn't get it. It will come in due course. Be patient, work hard, give your boss the credit, don't worry about it, and in due course it'll come. You you can't fool the boss. The boss's boss won't get fooled forever. Yeah. They won't get fooled forever. And you know what? Worst case scenario, you get your boss's you get your boss promoted. Cool. Now he trusts you. You worked hard for him. You did good. He put you can take his role. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. This is very common. This is no Strange question. Yeah. Next question. What do you do for fun when you're not getting after it? I, that's kind of a weird question. 
right? Why? Because okay. you're always getting after well, it. Well, because is surfing getting after it? Yeah, it is sure actually. Is yeah, jiu-jitsu is. getting after it? Yes. Yeah, it is yes. getting after it. Is playing guitar getting after it? Well, yes, it is. Is <laughs> rock and roll band getting after it? Yes, it is. Okay, I guess if I'm hanging with my kids, is that getting after it? Sometimes. I kind of. It depends what we're doing. Guess what we're doing, jiu-jitsu. Sure. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, what I do for fun when I'm not getting after it, just stuff that I enjoy doing. Like you said earlier, like it doesn't take discipline to go and do jujitsu if jujitsu is really fun for you. And jujitsu is definitely fun for me. Yeah. I would say 70% of the time, I'm I'm like super stoked to be going and roll. 30% of the time, I don't feel like it, I go anyways. Mm-hmm. Or I should say 28% of the time. Sure. There's like 2% of the time where I recognize, oh, I'm going to get hurt today because oh, I'm yeah. beat up or I'm tired or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you know what? Maybe I won't Today's train today. Not the day. Yeah. Yeah. Or and even on those days, sometimes I'll come in and I'll just do a light roll. Yeah. Just to make sure, put myself a little discipline check. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. People, that's the kind of the thing where, I guess, from other people's perspective, if they're thinking jujitsu's not fun and working out's not fun and 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 practicing an instrument's not fun, well, then I'm not ever having any fun. Yeah. But actually, the opposite is true. All those things are fun for me, so I'm having fun all the time. There you yeah. go. Yeah, it kind of kind of goes in line with the, that other question, the mindless. Like, do you ever do mindless stuff? So maybe that's kind of the yard question. work. Oh yeah, yard work, cleaning the garage, stuff See, like that. But you know, actually, you know what it is. Now that I think of it, it's the the question could be could be. Do you? What do you do? For fun meaning? What do you do? Like mindless stuff that's um, that's not technically productive. So you say turf surfing. Oh. Uh, maybe surfing, surfing is not technically right? pr- productive. I don't know though. So it's one of those things where. But you, you know what? You feel good when you get out of the water. I mean, you get a little workout going. Actually, it is because you get better at surfing. Yeah. So it is kind of productive. But there's no there's no productivity to surfing. There's no there's no ultimate goal other than the doing it itself. Yeah. Same thing with guitar, but you're getting better at guitar. Yeah, true. So like even like yard work, for example, it's like sure that's that's yard in your better. mind. Yeah, that's productive. You're improving. It's productive. It's so like you're, wh- wh- what you're asking me is, what do I do that's completely unproductive? Unproductive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Right now, there's not a lot. of Hardest things. question in the world, man. <laughs> there's not a lot of things right now that I'm doing that aren't somehow productive. Yeah, I think. But anyways, because technically they're all fun though. Because that was the yeah. actual question. You're just trying to. Uh, yeah, I'm me. all assuming, pre- presuming <laughs> that you, you know, because watching YouTube, back to the other question, watching YouTube videos of like, you ever, uh, like, Trey, go on YouTube. Actually, don't do it. But if you do do it, do this. Go in the search in YouTube, go drunk girl fails. Okay. That's what it's called. Drunk mm-hmm. girl fails. Okay. So there's probably maybe 500,000 to 10 million of these videos. <laughs> Potentially, that's my estimate. Yeah. So. What that means is once you're done with one, the other one's coming. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. here's the thing. It never gets old. So that is. Actually, it. I do think it gets old. All right. Well, yeah, that was more of like a yeah. what do you call it, exaggeration. Yeah, but okay. it takes a long time, I would argue, for for most of us for it to, quote unquote, get old. So the point there is that is something that is straight up not productive. True. You can learn I a don't lesson. I do much of that. The lessons to be learned from those videos get learned literally the first video. Yeah. Literally. 
And then well, no, they don't get learned in the first video because the first one just seems like it could be an anomaly. It's like when you tap oh. someone that's never done jujitsu before, it takes like three or four before they go, <laughs> yeah, "Okay, I true. get it." <laughs> You're this, right. The, you know something I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you got to watch three to five drunk girl fail videos with your you know sixteen year old daughter and say like, "This is why you don't get drunk." Yeah, this is why. Yeah, actually, oh, you don't right. believe me? Okay, we'll watch two more. And we'll see if there's any of these things that, that you would want to see yourself behaving as. Yeah. but And you could argue that maybe if you watch 5, 6, 7, 10, 20, you start to see another pattern get revealed within the pattern of drunk girl fails. So one of them is, you know, a girl riding a You've scooter. You've gone down this path, obviously. <laughs> so you're not, like, like, not just don't get drunk, but don't ride scooters exactly when right. drunk. Exactly right. We don't see. dance on the bar when drunk. Yes, exactly right. So if you see, yeah. let's say, within the, the span of 15 drunk girl fail videos, you see, you know, 30 of those is girls dancing on the bar versus only two of them were girls on a scooter you can kind of discern that dancing on the bar statistically all right dude is a little bit more dangerous i'm just saying hey look hey we're digging for lessons here all right oh that's so that's a bad thing digging for lessons is a bad thing that's what you're saying where that wasn't a lesson bro sorry (laughs) digging for lessons next question (laughs) virtuosity requires your favorite subject discipline Creativity is important as well. Does a single focus on discipline inhibit creativity? No. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Page. Next question. (laughs) Seriously, Jimmy Page. What? Okay. Jimmy Page, Led Zeppelin, Mm. guitar virtuoso, practiced with discipline. I just answered this on the kids' podcast. Okay. Because Jimmy Page played guitar so much when he was in school that they had to take his guitar from him during like study halls during lunch like no you can't just sit there and play guitar you need to do other things that's how much he practiced he practiced so much he became such a such a skilled player through that much discipline that he was able to get more creative than almost anyone else on the guitar so there you go it doesn't it gives you freedom it, it 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 expands your creativity. Yeah. And Jimmy Page is one example of a multitude. So let me ask you this. I guess we kind of talked about it, but not really. I've never really actually asked you that I can remember. So if you, and let's assume that Jimmy Page, he didn't do it because he felt like this is, you know, the, what I should be doing right now, whatever he did just because I'm addicted to guitar. I love it. And there's nothing I'd rather be doing and all this stuff. So if you, the question is, if you just love doing it and that's why you're doing it so much, mm-hmm. I love guitar. I don't want to eat dinner right now. I'm busy on my guitar, mm-hmm. just, you know, enjoying myself and learning and just loving it every mm-hmm. single moment of it. I don't want to go surf. I'm on my guitar. Boom. Every single day. Is that discipline? Yes. Okay. Because let's say, okay. Actually, I don't know. I guess not technically. Yeah. No, it is. It is. It is. But uh, I, I, 
be hard pressed to find somebody that loves doing something so much that they do it all the time with no discipline whatsoever yeah the, and and i i think i agree with you there but technically is that discipline though because you know take michael jordan right for example that's not a good example well uh, for I think, what i'm I think, about to say i think the guitar example is good because if you really love doing it and that's what you're doing i'll tell you what it takes discipline even if you enjoy it yeah i'm gonna stick with that answer for now so let's say michael, I, you know what an even more important answer is i don't think it matters I don't think it matters either. So I don't ultimately, even... because it's like it's because it kind of all to at the end of the game. It, it did you put in the hours of practice yeah. and did you get good at it? Okay, yeah. did you get good at it? That's what it, what the question For is. Sure. Did you get good at this thing? Usually, I'll say all the time, pretty much with very few exceptions. The way you get good at something is practice, and then you know. Usually, since you can't do one thing all day, every single day for you know thirty, forty, fifty years. It's going to take discipline, meaning you're going to have to do it even though you don't want to do it kind of thing, which is part of what discipline is. But what if that part of it doesn't isn't there? Because even like Michael Jordan, he's so good and he's probably loved basketball or whatever. But there ha- there's, of course, oh. days where he's like, OK, I'd rather maybe yeah, be hanging out, discipline. but I'm going to take discipline. That's and why I said it's not work. a good example. Right, right, right. But the, he's a real say, person because yeah. to, to get a person that loves something so much that it took them zero discipline. I don't think that's a realistic person. Right. I think that anyone that does anything gets to a point where the only thing that drives them to do that extra percentage mm-hmm. is discipline. Right. So I guess I will stick with it. Yeah. So I guess the question, uh, if you want to kind of relate it to like a real person, so you know a person who, again, just like loves it, right? Just loves what they do. Of course, they're going to have some discipline because they're going to have some days that they don't love it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, are they? Would you consider them a disciplined person in their in their field? Yeah, but we've also talked about this before. There's people that are very disciplined in one field and completely undisciplined in other fields. Yeah, so so it's kind of an indicator that that might not really be technically disciplined. Technically, they got the practice. Again, I don't they even get think the it hours. Do your work if you like it. That's great. If you don't like it, here's a here's an indicator. If you if you don't like doing it, well, what are you doing it for? Yeah. You don't even enjoy it. I mean, the end, right? Yeah, means to the to the to the end or whatever means to an end. But if you're going to dedicate level twelve to something that you don't even enjoy, I think, so. I think that's kind of problematic. I think you're right too. Next question: When you realize that nothing will change in the leadership, do you tap out and move on, or continue trying to be a good leader to your crew who deserves it? That's definitely a, a question that. It requires a little bit more information to give a good answer to, you know, because what's the situation? Can you be, is there an opportunity that you could become the leader long-term? Because mm. that totally changes the outlook, right? If, if you could if you could do a good job and step up and move up into a more senior leadership position where you could take even more ter- turns or take even more care of the crew, well, then that's a positive thing and it might be worth hanging out for. Mm. Also, is it a complete dead end? Like, is there no possibility it's a family-owned business and all the senior leadership is related to the family and you're not part of the family and you never have a chance mm. that that changes the prospect I mean obviously then it's like okay well maybe it's not worth sticking around there huh. if you leave can you leave where you can give open the opportunity for other people to go where you're going right which is not a good thing in terms of you know 
you're not being very loyal, you're being anti-loyal, you're being unloyal, disloyal if you do that. But if the leadership that you're working for isn't taking care of the people, then you you have to have some loyalty to the people that you work with. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, I think that you 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 have to assess everything that's going on in the situation, which which is not evident in this one quick question. I would say this too: like, don't blindside your boss. Mm-hmm. Right? That's something that if you're going to leave, leave on good terms. Explain to him what's going on. Also, that can be an opportunity to start a conversation about how the leadership could improve. A lot of times people don't want to change anything until it really smacks them in the face. And one of the things that smacks them in the face is, is when one of their good people comes in and says, hey, look, I, I, I'm going to leave because of these reasons. Mm. And again, you don't, on the exit interview or on those conversations, you don't just drop dime and make everyone make it out to be this horrible situation and say, here's some things that I've noticed, here's some things that I would want to change, here's the direction that I see the company going, and this is the direction I think it should be going, and for these reasons, I've decided I'm going to go try you know, try my hand somewhere else. I think if you be open like that, it can start some good conversations, and possibly you could make some progress, or possibly you could confirm your suspicions, which are no one wants to change, no one wants to do anything different, and if that's the case, and you realize it's a dead end for you, yeah, you gotta take that option. You, you you can't beat your head against the on the forty you know you can beat your head against the wall forty seven times on the forty eighth time it's like okay I need to do something different. Mm. So pay attention to that. Yeah. Next question. What can we all learn from tenacious D that most people overlook? <laughs> you know, critical uh, question. It is a critical question, but there's actually a real a real legitimate answer to that, mm-hmm. and that is that tenacious D who's a a very uh, funny group of individuals. Jack Black is one of them, who's uh, a musician and a comedian and an actor, and Kyle Gass is the other member. It, what's what's great about them is they don't take themselves too seriously, and I think that's the lesson to learn, mm-hmm. is don't take yourself too seriously. Have some fun, and don't take yourself too seriously. There it is. Yeah. And I would say there's a difference between taking yourself seriously and being serious. So, you know how, like, being serious is like, okay, you're not necessarily joking all the time. But taking yourself too seriously is like, you know, if, like, a joke is made about you or you can't laugh at yourself or that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 it's different. So you can be serious all the time. You can be a serious person and not take yourself too seriously. That is true. And that's a good, that, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. The person you don't want to be is the person that takes themselves too seriously all the time. Yeah. That's a problem. So inversely, I guess, could you be too, like, could you be a very not serious person, but take yourself too seriously? Could you be a very serious? No, say not, say, could you be a very like jokey, not serious person? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You, and you know, it's like, yourself. that's the person that you can dish it out, but you can't yeah, take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thin skin you type guy. Guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like you, right? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, I see what you did there. I got you. Uh, next question. Unless there's anything more from Tenacious D? No. You know, maybe some good songs we can. Inspirado, right? That's from Tenacious that's, D? That's, that's where you got that from? I got to give a warning. The language is not appropriate for kids with Tenacious D and nor is some of the subject matter. So be careful with that. Yeah, heed the warning. Next question. You mentioned you rarely... Play closed guard. Rarely. Is this just 
a personal preference? I would say that it is somewhat a personal preference, right? Because there's definitely some people that intentionally play closed guard. Mm -hmm. That's their game. Um, But at the same time, in order to attack, even from the closed guard, most of the time you have to open your guard. So therefore, your guard is open. So open guard. And that's kind of what I do. Skip the step of opening my guard. But you've been in people's guard that have really good closed guards. Yes. Yeah. It's not fun. No. And that's why I try not to let people close their guard. Yeah. Because... You can prevent that from happening. Yeah. There's people that have really, really solid psycho closed guards. So I'm not anti-closed guard, and some people are great at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, My personal preference is to play more open guard. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where closed guard, if you're not a person who always plays closed guard or whatever, it can be just something that you kind of use for specific situations. You know, like if you're trying to uh, maybe read regain some energy or something like that you want to rest a little bit or even in like a uh, self-defense like a striking scenario like a closed guard might yeah, yeah. might kind of No, the closed guard is there's no doubt that closed guard has viable purpose. Yeah. and is good and I do use it. Yeah. I just don't use it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And if you're a taller lanky guy, closed oh, guard yeah, might be a little and bit I have yeah. short fat legs that mm. you know cl- my closed guard is like my toes are touching <laughs> <laughs> depending on the size of the person yeah, yeah, yeah and actually where it stems from if you went to the root of it is it stems from foot locks so oh, if you yeah. close your guard when your guard opens you're vulnerable and that yeah. there's a moment where you're vulnerable and if you're training with guys that have really good foot locks that's not a good situation so that's mm. where i started not closing my guard because there was always that transition period where my feet were vulnerable. So mm-hmm. I just stopped closing my guard and kept it open and moved my fit feet towards me to keep yeah. them a little bit safer. Yeah. Next question. We got time for one more? Yes. Yo, Jocko. What's the best way to increase... Yo, Jocko. What's the best way to increase one's confidence? You want to increase... Your confidence. I'll I'll tell you what I think. What you do if you want to increase your confidence is you do jujitsu. You work out. You get stronger. You read, and you study, and you learn, and you get smarter. And and then you practice speaking, and you practice speaking so that you can become more articulate, and then you practice some more. And then you, then you do hard things, things that are challenging, things that are tough, and then you get tougher. You don't quit. That's what you do. And then you stand up straight with your, with your head high and your chin up and your chest out. And at the same time, you also stay humble. Because you don't know everything. And there are people that are better than you are at some things. People that are smarter than you. And they're stronger than you. And faster and more athletic than you. And they have more money. And they got better looks. And they're funnier. But all that is okay. It's actually okay. Because... There are things that are more important 
more important than being strong and smart and athletic, more important than all those things. Things like loyalty, honor, will, things like courage, the courage to stand and the will to keep going. And to do the right things for the right reasons. And if you know, if you know you won't give up, and you know you won't give in, and if you test yourself and you fail, but you know you're going to get back up again, if you know that, if you know that, then you know that your character is strong, and that's what matters. And that right there is all the confidence you need. And I think that's all I've got for tonight. So, Echo. Yes. Speaking of being stronger. Yes. And faster. Yes. And doing jujitsu. Sure. And learning and just being on the path overall. Yes, sir. Maybe you could give us some information on how we can effectively, efficiently move down that path. Yeah. Support and support ourselves. Support ourselves and support others. That's really ultimately really what it is. Makes it In a mutually way. supporting. Yes. So I will talk about our company, a little company in Maine called Origin, OriginMaine.com. This is where you can get Jocko Super Krill Oil. This is for your joints. Omega-3s. Omega-3s have a lot of benefits, valuable benefits. But the ones that I personally have reaped, can you reap benefits? You yes, reap you benefits, can. right? You just can't reap the foot in Can't reap the foot in IBJJF. Yeah, yeah. So watch out for that. But if you are in the reaping mood, reap some benefits of Jocko Super Krill Oil by way of your joints being healthy. It's a big deal. When you're super young, like young, 18, 19, 20, all the way up to, I'd say, like, maybe 27. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe older. This is less of a factor. But at the end of the day, your joints are healthy. You're going to be in a way better spot, way better spot than you would be if they're not. Also, another uh, supplement called Joint Warfare. This one, I mean, they all have antioxidant stuff in them, but Joint Warfare has glucosamine and chondroitin. This is for what, like cartilage, like tendon mm-hmm. type stuff. And curcumin. Curcumin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you put those together, boom, the ultimate joint supplements. It's a big deal. Huge deal. Like you can be super strong and be lifting, and but you got to warm up like for 20 sets just because your joints are all like stiff and whatever. Say, say bye to that problem. You take these. There it is. Boom. Joint supplements. Get on it. Go to originmain.com. Also, another supplement called Discipline. This is for your brain. Makes your brain work better. It's nutrients for your brain. That's what it is. And also, nutrients for your body. So, it's a pre-workout. It's a pre... 
study. It's a pre-mission supplement called Discipline. Get down. Same same place, orgymain.com. Tastes good too, by the way. Is the other flavor out? When is the other flavor out? Well, we're making it right now. So soon. Yeah. Mm, a little further than soon. Soon to me is like, Further. yeah. Uh, okay. Like a little more distant than soon. Yeah. But we're working Soon's on it like when diligently. it's shipping. Yeah. That's soon to me. And it's Pina Colada, by the way. Oh, sorry. No, sorry, it's sorry. That. <laughs> sorry. I got a different name for it. Uh, yeah. Uh, coconut. No. Pineapple. I got a better name for it. I'll All tell right. you about it later. Oh, later. Okay. <laughs> Secret name. Because I'm not sure it's legal or not. The name. Oh, okay. The gotcha. name I have in mind. All right. Cool. Well, well, we're all very excited about the name and the taste and, you know, whatnot. Pineapple Coconut is the working title. Working title. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, cognitive and Physical Force my, m- Multiplier. Good one. Also, Mulk. Okay. So, Mulk. I'm going to say the word protein powder, but I'm not saying Mulk is protein powder. Well, yeah. Hey, if you want this some additional always, protein. That's a good way to get it. That happens to taste really, really good like a mint chocolate milkshake. Not a diet milkshake, uh, like a mint chocolate milkshake. <laughs> Straight up. And you want protein, take milk. Take it every day if you want to. My buddy sent me a text. He goes, yeah, I, I saw that milk had probiotics in it. Dang, even better. Yes. And he said, I, he said so I just ordered it because I need some. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, holy this stuff is good. I said, yeah, I know. Yeah. I said, I know. And he's like, yeah, it's awesome. So making anyways. The, making the supersized mulk uh, shake. shake. Yeah. Hey, man, I can relate because that's literally what I do. Yeah. yeah. No, I could tell when you got on the mulk train because <laughs> your attitude changed. Yeah, 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 you know, uh, you went from like, oh, yeah, no, we've got mulk. It's good. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. To when you were like, hey, this is it's <laughs> hey, kind of a game changer. Hey, yeah. You know what's, it's so filling. What does it makes it so filling? Filling. Like, Hmm. like when you eat it, you just feel complete, or when you drink it, you feel satiated, completely (laughs) satiated. That's why, you you know, you know the term meal replacement? Yeah. Like, oh, we got a meal replacement. Sure. This isn't supposed to be a meal replacement. It's not supposed to be. The, The intent wasn't, okay, replace. But what happens is if you have it, like yesterday. I had one in the in the afternoon. I had a light lunch, which was crap. I ate a crap lunch. Crap, like not, not as healthy? Good, not healthy. Okay, gotcha. Little off the path. Cool. So I was feeling like, okay. And then, so in the a little later than that, I said, you know what, I'm just gonna have some milk right now to, to, to reset the path. Yeah. And then I, I got home from jujitsu last night, six hours later, didn't even barely eat anything for dinner because I was still full. Yeah. Why is that? Amen. It's um, filling. Yeah, it makes it's you good. satiated. Yeah, that's I it. guess that's it satisfied like satisfies you on multiple fronts. Yeah, yeah. Plus, psychologically, come come on, you kind of knew that it was the mulk, and you were like solid. You felt good about that. You were satisfied about that. That's probably <laughs> yeah. a big you know factor. So it's not supposed to be a meal replacement, but that's not what it was engineered. That's what it was for. engineered for. But it turns out that if you have it, you won't be that hungry because you'd be so full. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Huh? From milk, no yeah. big deal. It's, it's so it's so different. We had to create a different word for it. Yeah, man. That's going to be in the Oxford English Dictionary sure. soon. I'm, I'm sure it will. It'll be oh, it'll be. They'll have to define it yeah. in the OED. You know what the OED is? 
Oxford. The Oxford English Dictionary. Yeah, yeah. That's the real deal right there. Right, there you go. That's the big one. Yeah, that's the, the big one. That's the mother of all dictionaries. It must be. Must be. It is. Yeah. There is no must be. Dang, dang and Mulk is going to be in there, you say. Mulk's going right, to have to be go. in there. We'll, right. we'll petition. We won't even have to petition for it because people are just going to start. That's how. That's just going to be how. Yeah, it's just going to be how. <laughs> and it really, that's how words get in the dictionary. No, I know. That it's people just sort of, yeah, just keep using it. And here's the, here's the good thing about that word, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but I will, and I don't mind doing it with this situation. Yeah. Mulk is an actual legitimate situation. Mulk. It's mulk. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like the word irregardless, and you know, oh, it was yeah, like yeah. misusing the word because they're not, you know, educated on that specific word. They use irregardless. Their friend uses it. Their neighbor uses it. Their whole Who knows, community maybe starts using it. Pahana will get in there too. Well, Pahana is a Hawaiian I'm, word. I know, but maybe we'll get it into the English dictionary. But it's not English because that's the thing. You no, know, then the. the the English dictionary is not filled with words that are only English. The whole English language right. is made up of other words. Gotcha. So, so kinda, kinda we can like, get Pahana in there. Right. And Mulk. Yeah. We'll petition. We can't petition. You don't petition to get them in there. You actually just use the words. So like the word forte. Right? I wonder if that's my forte. When people start trying to rip off Mulk. Yeah. It'll be like, hey, will you Xerox me a copy of that? Right. 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 It'll just be the it'll just be the way. Yeah, yeah. Instead it'll be of a new thing. Yeah. Like I'm gonna, you know, first I'm gonna work out, and then like I'm just gonna, um, yeah. I'm gonna mulk. Yeah. Oh, you pick me up some mulk from the store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. and then people will say, well, what kind of mulk do you right, want? Right, 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 right. Yeah. And they won't be just be talking about flavors. There'll be nine different brands of mulk. Okay, you're from the uh, kind of the east way. Is New England East Coast? Yeah. Is that technically? Oh, for sure. Or is it considered? Okay, so do you, do you, did you grow up in a place where they say cokes? No. Or pop. We called or it soda. soda. We okay. called it soda. Yeah, we called it soda too. So I've, so soda, okay, that's normal to me in, you know, as far as my experience goes. And then there's pop. You've heard pop, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pop. That's like the Midwest. Okay. Ohio. And then there's Coke. Yeah, yeah. Like Coke. Uh, yeah. Not the brand Coke. Can I get a Coke? Yeah. yeah. Well, what kind well, do you what want? What kind? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Sprite. <laughs> you know, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, for exactly. sure. Exactly. I had to do this uh, when I was going to college. I had to. They wanted us to get the words for what. Okay, what do you call <laughs> if you get an ice cream cone <laughs> and you get little flavored tiny bits all over it? Uh, what do you call those little flavored bits? Oh, uh, sprinkles. Okay, sprinkles. That's that's one of the standards. Mm. There's a there's some people that call them jimmies. Okay. Okay. My wife's from England. Okay. And I, and so I did this to her. So we had that we we had a bunch of words that were broken out that people call different things like soda pop. What what do you call this? What do you call that? Where are you from? Yeah. What do you call this? What do you call that? I did this with my wife, and I actually luckily recorded it because I knew it would be interesting. How'd you record it? Like on a tape recorder? No kidding, tape recorder, old school. Yeah, and then I go and I so I asked my wife, you know, oh, what do you call the things that you put on an ice cream cone that are little different colors and they're little tiny bits of sugary candy? What mm-hmm. would you call those? And she, without missing a beat, she goes, hundreds and thousands. <laughs> hundreds and thousands. <laughs> Pretty dope. Hundreds yeah. and thousands. I, I started laughing. Kind of a mouthful. Yeah, hundreds and thousands, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no... Sh- and okay. then I said, because, okay, what do you call ham, mayonnaise, lettuce on a long bun? That's... What do you call that? Yeah. What kind of sandwich is that? Me, uh, there's no specific, but I get it. I well, don't call, call it a it? hoagie. Okay. Uh, but I don't know, like a sub sandwich or something. Okay, maybe? sub. Maybe sub. A sub. We yeah. used to call it a grinder. 
Yeah, I've never. That was heard a, that's like a New England grinder. Get a, I want to get a grinder, but my my wife calls it a bap. A bap. Bap. Ham bap. And this, it's huh. like. I said, what do you call that thing? And she's like, oh, it's a bap. Ham bap, cheese bap. <laughs> Anyways. And what's that, just a long sandwich? Like a yeah, long, it's a long, look at the Subway sandwich. Sub, yeah. like a sub club, sub. So at yeah. some point, people are just going to say mulk, and that's going to have a meaning. Yeah. Beyond just what we what have right specifically now. specifically Yeah, because people will be is. making it, everyone's going to be trying to make it. Sure, sure. It's going to be just so common. You know, you know what it's going to be? It's like, oh, you'll have, it's going to replace, let's say it replaces lunch. Like, so, oh, like, oh, yeah, I eat three meals a day. Breakfast, mulk, and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, what are you going to have? Oh, yeah. Hey, they're going to come over for mulk later on. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. Hey, are guys coming over tonight to have some mulk and watch the game? Sure. Have some mulks? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're going to look on kids' elementary school schedule. It'll be like, boom, you know, recess, and then, you know, 11.30 mulk, yeah. and then, you know, boom, <laughs> history. You know, whatever. yeah, I got you, man. Yeah, gotcha. that's where it's going. The horn's gonna sound milk break, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pohana, let's go get some milk. <laughs> milk. <laughs> For some, it's Pohana. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, a yeah. lot of times on the my part of the island, we called it a little bit different. Oh, you're right, right. The Pau accent. I, yeah. I got you, man. I have the I New you. England Hawaiian accent. <laughs> All right, so that's milk. Milk. Okay. Boom. Yeah, milk. That's a good Pau one. Get, get your get your hands on some of that. You're good. Yeah, Pohana. And I didn't analyze. It means finish work. It means when yeah, you're yeah. done work, you're pow Oh, I know exactly what it is, dude. Come on. This is for the people. Maybe no, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they no, didn't, you, you know? explain that to no, me. Yeah. But if you say pow, P-A-U. Yeah. Sounds like P-O- P-O-W, like pow, yeah. pow. Yeah. That means finished. Literal yep. direct finish, translation. Sure. Are you pow? Yep. Are you finished? Eh. I pow. Yep. I'm finished. Definitely. Yep. That's Hana, how I always used it. Hana means like did you do like the you're doing. Almost. No, yeah, you're doing. doing it. it means yeah, yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. if you say Hana ho, that means <laughs> let's do it again. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. Or like if some usually they say, well, a common place they say it is like if a band is playing and it's like a dope song and they killed it, they say Hana ho means like play it again, again, play it again. Yeah, man. I remember yelling that when I was yeah. a kid. Or if you go <laughs> Or if you go do something fun and you guys are done, you say your goodbyes to your friends and you say, what? Tomorrow, Hanaho means you want to do that thing tomorrow. It's good. Again, yeah. Yeah. Nonetheless, back to origin. Our company, origin. Made in America, by the way, this stuff, good stuff, including geese. For jujitsu, starting jujitsu, you ask, ask me, ask Jocko, whatever, if you, if you ask me or Jocko, what gi to get. Here it is. Un- Compromised, not uncompromised, no exception. No exception that I can think of anyway. You get an origin gi for many, many reasons. I'm not going to go into all of them, but they are made in America and they're made for jujitsu. Sounds weird, right? Like, what do you mean? It's a jujitsu gi. It's made for jujitsu. Eh, not as much as the origin gi. That's the thing. You have a jujitsu guy who is an expert in textiles, manufacturing. Some fashion. I know, I know, but it's part of it. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to make a gi for jujitsu, for doing jujitsu in, you know? Not just, hey, a gi, which is cool, and you can use it for jujitsu. Let's make a bunch of blanks and whatever brands can buy them from us and, you know, just kind of this thing and we'll ship into them in the U.S. No, it's not that. Pete made jujitsu gis for jujitsu, shaped for jujitsu, woven for jujitsu. Yeah, that's, that's an important part. Yeah, so when you put it on, you do the jujitsu. Yeah. 
And when you put it in the dryer, it actually dries. Yeah, which is even so which this, is totally different. Than so this geese, these geese, all of them perform when you're doing jujitsu and when you're not doing jujitsu. Yeah, boom, there it is. And all made in America. Did I mention that everything, even the threads, are made in America. Even the cotton is grown in America. No. Yep. Yeah, most of us already know that, but I'm gonna say it again because some of us don't necessarily know that. Now we do. It's pretty cool when you're putting on a gi and you know the people that actually made, made it. it. Yeah, that's legit. Made it. Yeah. And you're supporting legit. when you're su- when you know you're supporting the economic growth of this country. Yes. And at the same time, you're getting the best possible gi you can get. Yeah. I'd say that's 100% positive. That's a win-win across the yep, board. Win-win across the board, and everyone's kind of in the game together. You have that additional, like, additional feeling situation. That's my opinion. That's my experience, anyway. Also, rash guards. These are good rash guards, by the way. Um, well, and then again, good. Hmm, good rash guards. Is that just a matter of opinion? Okay. Wordyourmain.com. Look at the rash guards. You'll like one. Get one of those. Boom. <laughs> Also, the immersion camp, jiu-jitsu immersion camp, one of the best ways to learn anything, including but not limited to jiu-jitsu, is to immerse yourself in it. So, if you want to immerse immerse yourself in jiu-jitsu, you can on August 26th, two sessions. You can go from the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, and then the second session, the 30th through the 2nd. Right. September 2nd or you can do it all either way immerse yourself in jiu-jitsu Dean is going is Dean going yes so Dean Lister's going Jocko's going I'm going Leif's going Leif's going Leif Babin is going Dave Burke's going good deal Dave and JP's going so maybe Mike and Flynn as far as the echelon front yeah Mike team, and Flynn aren't going Maybe, maybe not. No, I'm telling them they're not. So maybe not. <laughs> no, not. Not going. Okay, gotcha. I understand now. Okay, either way, we're all going to be there. And if the question is, I don't have any jujitsu at all. I don't have any jujitsu at all. Do I go to a jujitsu camp? Yes. The answer is yes. Hey, Andy's going too, it looks if like. Okay, Andy Burke. So Andy Burke will he be is. training hardcore for uh, ADCC. Yeah. And... Oh yeah, somebody asked if if there's an is there a chance to go see the factory where everything's made? Yes. And the answer is affirmative. Uh, yeah. middle of the week, Wednesday, in between jujitsu sessions, go to the factory, yeah. b- you know, get to see everything, get to meet the people that make everything. It's yeah. awesome. Yes, very much so. That's a good little hangout spot too. Last time we were there, we we're kinda hanging out there for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that was kinda fun. But yeah, it's a good one. That's going to be a good one. Eat some lobster too. If you like lobster. I don't know. Some people don't li- like lobster. So whatever. Maybe not. that's not the draw. Yeah, eat some steak. Boom. All good. Boom. Good camp. Camp Echo Lake. Layers. Mm-hmm. In Maine. <laughs> I'll see you there. Also, for fitness gear, on it.com slash Jocko. Good kettlebells on there. The best kettlebells? Hmm. Matter of opinion. My opinion? Yes. 100%. It's the only kettlebells I have on it, kettlebells, and I think I have more or less all of them. All of them except the, this teeny tiny small ones. In one series or all of them? All of them. All of them, all of them. Do you have so, the zombie ones? Zombie ones. Well, some of them were sold out. So oh, okay. aside from the sold out ones, yes. Oh, actually, I don't have the Star Wars ones yet. You're getting them. But here's, Same the, here's weight? the thing. Yeah, see, so that's the so thing. So you just don't care. If, if, You're just in the game. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Do you so, get different inspired for Boba Fett versus... Yeah, depends on the workout. But here's the, th- here's the thing, I'm going to be honest. Like, if I do have the same weight, maybe I'll get one and one, you know, because I have double uh, of everything. Yeah. 
but wait, double meaning four total two, kettlebells? Sorry, two. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. Each one for each hand. You know, you do the double, yeah, yeah. double-handed situations. Yeah, those are dope. Good thing too about onit.com, the website, is the information on there. Health, various uh, uh, philosophies and pursuits of, you know, exercises and workout programs, like depending on what you want to do, stuff like that. Good information about the products too. Also, socks. <laughs> I know. Seems like a small deal. I know. But I just got some and they're dope and they're kind of like, you know how like when you're going through the airport, right? You got to take off your shoes. Some of us, some of us, you know, I know I get it. Some people, they don't got to take off their shoes. But when you got to take off your shoes and you kind of have your socks one time. So I was going through, I had the on it socks on. I felt kind of some, because it, it felt dope because they're kind of dope. They look dope, you know? See what I'm saying? Whole situation. Man. Yeah, Brad, get some socks and go travel. Report cool, back. Cool. Anyway, on it, dot com slash Jocko. A lot of, lot of real good stuff on there. Improve yourself. Also, when you are shopping or or when you're going to shop for any of the books that Jocko recommends, including Jocko's books, by the way, Extreme Ownership, the updated one, Way of the Worry Kid, both of them, Discipline Equals Freedom, Field Manual, best kind of field manual, or best kind of manual, by the way, Field Manual. And you can read in the field. Anyway, when you're shopping for any of these books, I got them organized on jockopodcast.com. Jocko's books are on the front page right there, kind of in plain view. Marie designed the website, by the way, but this is going to stay the same. I have a page, though. Jocko Podcast Books, or Books from the Episodes is what it's called. Anyway, top menu, click on there. They're all organized by episode. Authors listed there with the title. Boom. Click through there. Boom. Good way to support. Buy and get your books. Get your other stuff from Amazon, whatever you're getting. Good way to support. People don't think that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Just that small little action has a big reaction. Kind of like, remember, dropping a piece of sodium in water. I remember. People have been reminding me of that analogy recently. (laughs) (laughs) No, we haven't talked about it in a while. You drop a piece of sodium in water, it explodes. It's huge. Small action by dropping a small little thing, big reaction. Sodium. Fair enough. There you go. Revisit that one. Anyway, also subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play or wherever else you listen to podcasts. A lot of podcast uh, apps. So subscribe. Good way to support. Also subscribe on YouTube for the video version of this podcast. It's something. Would I call it important? The video version? Sure. If you want to know what Jocko looks like. If you don't know. Or you want to know what I look like. If you want to know what the guests look like. Because that, I think, is going to pique your curiosity more. So that's my opinion. Anyway point there is video version of the podcast also excerpts on there we'll put on there uh you know for you know you want to share some lessons that jocko talks about with your friends online email it to them whatever facebook whatever and uh you know they're more likely to listen to a little excerpt than maybe a three-hour podcast on something and sift through that one lesson you wanted them to learn you see what i'm saying anyway youtube subscribe if you want good way to support also jocko has a store it's called jocko store this is where you can get the shirts the very shirt that jocko is wearing right now you can have that exact shirt, exact shirt, if you want, if that even means anything to you. But I think the shirts are cool. Discipline equals freedom. Get after it. You know, you want to represent in your part of the world, in the field, in the wild. That's where you can get them. JockoStore.com. There's whim stuff on there as well. And patches, hats, two kind of hats, truckers and flex fit. 
They're good. They came out good, I think. So go on there. Let me know what you think. If you think they're good, get something. If you don't think they're good, let me know how I can improve, how we can improve collectively the hat situations. People are very vocal. We invite them to be vocal if they think of a, 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 a product or a shirt design or something. And I encourage that. Also, rash guards on there, good, cool rash guards. 19% increase in performance, what we used to preach. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and continue preaching that. Also, psychological warfare. I'll tell you what this is if you don't know. It's an album with tracks of Jocko on there. Each track, not singing. He's saying stuff. And this is what he's saying. If you're having, okay, if you're having we, uh, moments of weakness on your kind of pursuit, your campaign against weakness is what we're calling it. You're having trouble wake up, waking up in the morning every once in a while, or you're you're feeling you you don't feel like working out. I know, we know that if you don't feel like working out, you still work out. That's the the deal. You still work out even if you don't. But every once in a while, you really don't feel like doing it, or you're so caught up in this other thing and you kind of play games with your mind. You're like, you know what? I could skip the workout and it's justified, literally justified, because I would get this other work done that I'm working on right now. That's another one. But you listen to this, Jocko, Jocko will tell you this track. When we, one of the tracks on the, on the album, you listen to it, Jocko will tell you why you shouldn't skip the workout. And guess what? You won't skip the workout. 100% effective. Psychological warfare is what it's called. Jocko Willink. It's on iTunes or Amazon or whatever you can buy it. Wherever you buy MP3s, that's where you can get it. Good way to support. Check. Also, you can get Jocko White Tea. You can get it dry in little tea bags, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. And now you can also get it in a can. <laughs> Cans of Jocko White tea uh, taste really good, and more important, gives you an eight thousand pound deadlift, which is you know not a big deal, but something. it's something. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no more of the sugar-filled, chemical-laced, crappy energy drinks. Those are gone. No more. Those days are over. Instead, it's time for Jocko White Tea in a can. Uh, books. You mentioned them. Way the Warrior Kid series. Getting kids on the path now. Discipline, hard work, respect. The path to getting stronger, smarter, faster, and better. And if you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, mm-hmm. check out my, uh, my social media. Check out my Twitter. And you'll see kids, kids working out, cleaning their rooms voluntarily, studying voluntarily, doing book reports voluntarily. Check it out. It's awesome. You can see it there. Get your kids on the path. Get your neighbor's kids on the path. And get your your nieces and nephews on the path. Also, a path of a warrior kid that's all about hard work, you can go to irishoaksranch.com and get some soap made by Warrior Kid Aiden. He just started his own business. Yep, I got some. It's dope. It's good to go. Yep. He gets it from goat milk. Yep. And let me add on about his the soap. The, again, I said this before. It's important to understand, too. With, with You know how you get like the your neighbor, whatever, they make their little designer soap. Maybe they looked it up on YouTube or what, mm-hmm. how to make it. Or whatever. They put their perfumes in and they wrap it up in a nice little net wrapping with a little ribbon on it. It's cool. I dig it. I dig it. 
but you don't really use that soap. You know, it's oh. like, all right, I'm not going to use the soap. I mean, thanks. You know, and I got a yeah, soap, decorative your, piece, right. whatever. It's not that kind of soap. It's, no, it's like legit. Oh, so yeah. you go use yeah, yeah. this soap. I didn't even think to say that because I thought everyone knew. I guess no, maybe people yeah. get suspect because he's a young kid. Maybe. Or you uh. just hear like, oh, special soap. I don't know. Then depends on your experience. I'm sure people don't give you decorative soap items. No, they don't. Regularly. No. No. Okay. But well. the good thing about this soap, from my opinion, it's all about function. And this soap will help you stay clean. Yes, sir. Uh, the Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. You can give the gift of discipline. And you know, if you know someone that's like sort of maybe got a foot off the path, yes. that's a person that's right for the Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. Yeah. That's a person that you go, hey, man, I just got this book, man. Give it a sh- Just take a look at it. Yeah. Just take a look at it. Yeah. It doesn't look normal. No, it looks actually pretty dope. Yeah. And then they read something, and then they say, oh, you know what? I don't fucking like that. Yeah. Gets them back on the path. If you want the audio version of that, it's Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. It's... It's not on Audible. It's on iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play, other MP3 platforms. That's where it's at. Also for leadership, extreme ownership. This is a leadership book for the battlefield, for business, and for life. Now, the Audible version of that is available on Audible, and it is me reading it, and it's Leif Babin reading it, otherwise known as Texas Batman, because he talks it. How you doing? So if you want to hear us read it, not just reading it, but there's also sound effects. Some sound effects. We didn't go overboard, even though we were tempted. Uh-huh. We had to pull the reins a little bit. Sure. But I don't know why I didn't very talk about this very much. But yeah, check it out. The audible version of that book. Also, due September 25th, the follow-on book to Extreme Ownership. It's called The Dichotomy of Leadership. It's available for pre-order right now. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, local bookstore, if you want that first edition version, which you do, then order it now. That way the the publishing company who's lagging doesn't get it. Living in the Stone Ages, they won't print enough. And then you won't get a copy. Mm-hmm. It'll take an extra week. They gotta print more. Like happened with the Warrior Kid books, like happened with the first extreme ownership, like happened with Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. They ran out. If you pre order it, they won't run out. So pre-order it. And if you need support at your business or your team, we have Echelon Front. It's me, Leif Babin, JP Dinell, Dave Burke. Our website is echelonfront.com and we solve problems through leadership. That's what we do. All the problems you have in your business, in your team, in your organization, the problems that you have, all of them are leadership problems. All of them. That's a bold statement to make, isn't it? Yes, sir. And it's factual. You're not going to solve those problems through spreadsheets. You're going to solve those problems through leadership. So let us know if you need some help. And, of course, there's the muster. We've done five musters so far. All of them sold out. The last one we did in D.C. was nuts. It was awesome. A lot of knowledge that's getting put out. A lot of intensity. There's one more muster in 2018. It's muster 006 in San Francisco, October 17th and 18th. It is going to sell out as well. Don't get mad when you can't go because it's sold out. Go and register, extremeownership.com. And also for 
current military, law enforcement, firefighters, paramedics, border patrol, other first responders. We got roll call 001, September 21st in Dallas, Texas. It's a focused one-day leadership training seminar, and it's aimed at people in uniform. Then you can also register for that at extremeownership.com. And until the muster in San Francisco, or the roll call, or the immersion camp in Maine, if you want to maintain contact with us, you can find us on the interwebs. Echo is at Echo Charles, and I am at Jocko Willink. And to those of you that are wearing the uniform out there on the front lines right now, thank you for keeping evil at bay. And to the vets that have already served, thank you for doing your share. And to the first responders, police, law enforcement, firefighters, paramedics, border patrol, Thanks to all of you for staying ready, staying alert, staying strong, and keeping us safe here at home. And to the families of all that serve, thank you for your sacrifice as your loved ones serve us. And to the rest of you out there, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. You actually make this podcast possible, so thank you. But... But never mind all that. Thanks for doing what you do every day. Thanks for waking up early and staying up late. Thanks for putting in the hours, the long hours. Grinding, working, making things happen. Standing up when the hard times come. And they come. You're not alone. The hard times come to all of us. And when they do, stand up. Grit your teeth. And get after it. Until next time, this is Echo and Jocko. Out.